Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. We normally would have a North London derby to talk about, uh, but obviously that didn't happen. I'm sure everyone knows the reasons why. So we've got a kind of halfway season, <laughs> halfway through, teams on 17 games, 18 games, 19 games, all the way to 22, so it's not really halfway, but it's, it's round about that. Uh, we've got uh, West Ham, Leicester, Spurs, obviously, United coming, and maybe Arsenal as well. So we'll go through all of those teams and a bit about the league as well. Uh, first, let me introduce the guests. Brilliant guest, as always, on here. Uh, Mike, how you doing, Mike? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How's things with you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, Spurs stressing me out, but then, you know, that's been the case for about 30 years. Uh, and we've got Chris, who's been on it before, from Leicester Till I Die. Uh, um, YouTube stream, how, how you doing, Chris? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. And give a little shout-out to your channel. Yeah, it's, um, well, my uh, Twitter is, as you can see there, at Leicester TID, and the channel on YouTube is Leicester Till I Die TV. And looking forward to uh, giving you a spanking on Wednesday. And Chris has to go now. Uh, unfortunately, very good to have you on. Um, yeah, well, we'll obviously talk about that. Um, I, I think I, I read that you've got quite a lot of injuries and, and the things that's been going on, it's obviously very topical, so we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, Mark is back as well from uh, Raw Emotion uh, Podcast. How you doing, Mark? I'm good, mate. Always a pleasure to come back on with you, Chris. Uh, always a pleasure having all three of you on and the others who are coming on as well. Uh, do you want to give a shout out to your podcast? I know you don't haven't done as much recently, but Not um... particularly, mate. If they want to follow, they can go follow that emotion <laughs> pod. It's run by Gareth. Well... Yeah. We never play anymore, mate. We never play. And do you know what it is? It's because we do it during the games, and if one of us is at the games, it's very difficult to do. So yeah, it's um, yeah. we haven't been, been doing a lot really. No, I actually met Gareth for the first time. Uh, uh, before we lost oh, did Chelsea again, uh, oh, yeah, wow. in, in the Beehive. So that was a yeah, nice. That was quite good. Uh, very surprising as well uh, with Brian and a few others as well. That was the best yeah, part yeah. of the uh, two games at Chelsea I've been to this season. Just meeting people from YouTube. That was the only good thing that ever happened in those two well, games. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised, mate. But yeah, so basically we're doing a Premier League preview. So I've got a little table here. So Ben, who will be joining a bit later, on the left is his predictions before the start of the season on where teams will finish. And on the right is uh, the table as it stands at this moment in time. As you can see, there's all manner of different games. Uh, Burnley with 17 games, Man City at the top of 22. So some teams got plenty of games in hand. Uh, but it's kind of taken a little bit of shape. We'll get into the surprises a little bit later on. Um, Obviously, talk to Ben about that because it was his table. He was the only one who could uh, wanted to do um, that. A uh, quick shout out to Wayne on the uh, stream chats. How you doing, Wayne? Always uh, um, promote, promoting, uh, supporting all Spurs streams. Uh, big up, Wayne. Uh, thanks to everyone who's watching and will be watching uh, on the replay. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, then go into uh, uh, the description, find Chris's and do that. And here's the man, Ben. How's, how are you doing, Ben? Good man, sorry. That's all right. We've just, gone, we've just gone through your table and seen how wrong it is. Um, yeah. Only joking. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris, I know you've got to head off uh, in a bit too for your own stream. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll talk about Leicester first. So, fairly inconsistent this season. A tenth at the moment, fifth in the last two seasons. But, as I say, you have got quite a few games in hand. And, as we know with football, if, if you win your games in hand, that, that your position can take a very dramatic different shape. Uh so I'll bring the table up again. Uh, so you can see there you're 10th, uh, but you've got four games in hand on some teams. Uh, 
yeah, so you know. But yeah, we win all of your games in hand if they are played tomorrow and you're uh, level on points with West Ham who are in fourth. So there's a lot of football to be played. But how, how do you judge your season so far? Obviously, uh, it's only kind of halfway. Yeah, it's halfway through for just under halfway through for Leicester. We, we've been, um, I can't think what the saying is now, but... Our own success has been like, you know, the albatross round our neck. We've had two seasons where we finished fifth. You know, we've won the FA Cup. We've won the, um, the what I like to call the English Super Cup. Everybody else calls it the Community Shield. Uh, we kind of expected that to go on this season. And you guys will know, you know, every now and again, you get a season comes along and it kicks you in the teeth. And... I don't like to blame injuries because I always used to go mad at the the big clubs when when they sort of blamed injuries. But it has been bad. We haven't had the same back four for two games running in any competition this season. And so when you know when you do bring players in, they don't know where they're supposed to be and what have you. And it has been it's been the weirdest of system, you know of seasons. You know you you, you know who'd have thought you know that uh, West Ham would be where they are or, you know, Arsenal would have played three games at the start and not got a point. It has been such a, a weird season, but we be, we have been consistently inconsistent. I think that's the best way of describing it. <laughs> what do you put that down to? Like injuries that you say or, or other factors with the COVID situation or, or just... I mean, uh, you, you had a, a couple of really good seasons and you're due a, a kind of bad season if you want. Yeah. So it might not even be a bad season, only halfway through. No, we, we're not We're not through yet. No, you know, we, um, we're still in Europe, um, although we're now in the, the, you know, conference league that you guys didn't want to be in. Um, I don't know, it's just... I think we are, like I say, I think we've had... We've just had two good seasons when you could say we were punching above our weight if you like. And I think the last two seasons, once you get outside sort of, you know, the, 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 the big four, you know, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City, there was really only us going for that last position. But now, you know, West Ham are there. You guys have come back this season. You've got a decent manager at last. Arsenal have come back this season. So there's more people going for that sort of fourth, fifth, sixth position. Um, than there has been for the last two seasons. But, um, yeah, I mean, the thing with Leicester is, if we finish, say, 7th, 8th, ninth, we're Leicester. It won't be such a, a you know, it'll be disappointing, mm. but it, it's not the end of the world for us. You know, we're not like Man United. If we finish out the top four, we're going to go and sit in the corner and cry and sack a manager or something. <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, that's, that, you know. that's why Ben's late uh, today. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I didn't realise you were a Man United fan, Ben. You know, it won't be the end of the world for us, mm. that is, is what I'm saying. Um, we've got, we you know, we, we for, for last pre season game, uh, Villarreal decided to break the leg of um, Wesley Fafana, who was our best mm. defender. Um, we've had um, injuries, you know, you, you've got Johnny Evans, you know, who 
he'd probably have, well, he is our most experienced defender, but he's old now, so he takes that bit longer to, to get over injuries. Vardy's out now for eight weeks. You know, three or four years ago, that would have taken him two or three weeks to recover. You know, now it's taken him eight weeks. Uh, so yeah, we, 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 we've had the problem. This is a, like everybody else, you know, we've had, we've had COVID problems as well. Yeah. And obviously it's January at the moment, halfway through, give or take a day or two. Uh, do you expect any transfer business? Uh, do you need any transfer business? Obviously you've got a lot of injuries, so that would obviously help, but, uh, it realistically, uh, would you see happening in January for Leicester? If anything? For, well, we've, we've got no money for a start. Um, we we had um, a bit of money sort of left over, but with Fafana out, we had to go and buy somebody. Uh, unfortunately, that somebody was Vestergaard, so we, we're no better off, really. But, uh, you know, we, <laughs> that, that was 15 million that we hadn't planned for, but mm. we acted quickly within a week of Fafana being injured and uh, out for the sort of most of the season. We'd got another. Uh, replacement in, so that was good. But it was it was fifteen million we hadn't expected to buy. We need another centre back. That is the one position we are really, really desperate for. But if we go out and buy somebody, suddenly when everybody's fit, we've got a team full of, of defenders. <laughs> so we don't yeah. need to buy somebody. <laughs> so it it we will you know they're saying we'll probably get somebody on loan. We've been linked with with Ericsson. Um Apart yeah. from that. That's the only transfer ins that I, I will see happening because, like I say, literally we haven't we haven't got the funds. Um, the big question is, is obviously whether we'll hold on to Tillemans or not. And if he doesn't go in January, he'll almost certainly go in um, in the summer. Yeah, Chris, Chris, out. can I just ask where where does that come from? Because I see what Brendan Rogers said. I think it was yesterday talking about him and the, he wants he wouldn't stand in his way. Where's that Where's that link come from? Is he linked with someone, Chris? He's been linked with everybody. Um, the latest one is Arsenal. Uh, but, I mean, they're being linked and saying that, you know, he's available for 40 to 50 million. Well, I'm sorry. We paid 40 million for him, so we're not going to sell him for 40 million, you know. <laughs> yeah, Harry Maguire, two words there. You know, <laughs> better business we ever did. Um, <laughs> although Danny Drinkwater to Chelsea for 35 wasn't too far behind it. He, we've been talking for 12 months with him now and he hasn't committed. So I think, you know, <laughs> unless a miracle happens, we're pretty sure he's not going to, if he was going to commit, he would have done by now. Mm. You know, he, he's, he might be waiting to see if we finish in Europe. That's the reason he wants to go. I mean, let's be honest with you, you know, he's a Belgian international. You know, they're the number one country in, in, in the world at the moment, according to FIFA. He's a damn good player. Of course, he wants to play at the highest level, you know. And 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 I get that. Um, so, had we sort of been challenging this season and moved on and been going for fourth, who knows? He may have signed in because I mean, contract extensions are not worth the paper they're written on. No. <laughs> All you can do is put a release clause in. Apart from that, they, they don't mean that anybody's going to stay any longer. He's just you're in a better position as a selling club. So I think he'll go. But he will go with our good wishes. I mean, you know, he scored a penalty against Watford um, at the weekend in the FA Cup the other weekend. And, you know, he, he was the passion he's got for the club. So you can see that the reason he wants to leave really purely is to play in the Champions League. And I get that. I get he ain't that. He going to Arsenal, then, is he? <laughs> well, this is, what, this is why I don't think he'll go in January. 
<laughs> because come, you know, you don't know who's going to finish. See what well. happens? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to finish fourth? Man United, Arsenal, us, West Ham. You know, and then we don't know who's going to come in for him. I mean, you know, you've got Barcelona, you've got Madrid, you know, a couple of other yeah. clubs abroad. Man City. Is he out of contract, or is he just does he just want to leave? He's got eighteen months left. Right. Okay. We obviously want to tie him down because of you know what a good player he is, um, and obviously you know getting that goal at Wembley, we will we, love him forever. Um, but come the summer, he'll have twelve months. Uh, left on his contract so if we don't sell him then then we're probably going to you know end up possibly losing out so mm. it's okay you know we've got some good young players coming through Kieran Dewsbury Hall in yeah. a couple of years it'll be excellent um but you know we sell we were selling club in as much as we seem to lose one big player every season every couple of seasons but it's not the fact that we need to sell like we used to years ago the fact is we're selling and making a huge profit on these players. And you recruit very well, don't you? To be fair, you recruit you recruit players really well. When you when you sell the players, you recruit very well. We do. And yeah, we we've had we've had a couple of bummers. Um every, every club has, haven't we? You know, we could all we could all name them. Um but when we get it right, we get it right. You know, I mean no, and I don't want to rub it in, but Aaron Maguire, you know, twenty odd, twenty-nine million or something he was, or twenty-five million. 80 million we sold him. Danny Drinkwater, less than a million, got 35 million off Chelsea. You know, Mares as well. Mares, exactly. Mares is, is and 60 so. million for a player we played 425,000 pounds for. <laughs> and that's now why we've got a huge big training ground. Thank you very much, Glaziers. A huge big training ground for uh, that, that, that we've moved into, top of state of the art. So, yeah, when we get it right, we get it right. But the problem I think you've got. Is the clubs like the Arsenal's, the Spurs, the Chelsea's, whatever? You don't want to take the risk on the youngsters, you know. You any any of those clubs, you could have gone out and bought Fafana, you know, he was twenty million, nineteen years old. Nobody wanted to take the chance on him. We took the chance on him. He had to go straight in last season because of the injuries last season. We're going to be selling him for sixty, seventy million probably in a couple of years, and somebody out there will be daft enough to pay it. So we've made a nice <laughs> million-pound profit. So, But, you know, the, the players are there. And, you know, I always get fans going, oh, we were looking at him and what have you, but nobody wants to take the risk. You want ready-made players. Yeah. We can't it's, nice that the Glazers, it's nice that the Glazers are doing up your training ground. Oh, I'm pleased about that. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you, mate. I think they're going to have a, 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 like a like a baseball thing where weekly, where it's like bring a paintbrush. <laughs> it, 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 is a, it is paid for with stolen money, though, obviously. Uh, you know, stolen from Manchester United's bank account. But uh, you, you, you um, can't, you, you don't care if you've got the receipt, you can't bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back! Oh, we we need we need everyone we can get. So just going back to it though, if you want reliability on for an on loan, Phil Jones is available. He he, he hasn't he hasn't missed a few games in a while, so he's he's around. Do you know what I mean? When, when he when he played the other night, he was better than half the other players. Yeah, he's got he's got one game in him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll come on to United in a bit, but Ben obviously. Uh, have many months ago the season started you came up with this table on the left uh the table on the right is what the season uh the table is looking like at the moment so uh 
Any surprises for you? I'll, I'll make it easy for the start. Everton, I think, are probably most people's uh, surprise. Uh, it could have gone good, could have gone bad for Benitez, but I don't think anyone expected them to be about in a relegation battle uh, at this moment in time. But other surprises for you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I put Newcastle high. I think I said when we did the thing last time that was that was ambitious. Uh, well, 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 with their transfer business, and if they do more, that could come to fruition. And they well, could I mean, I, mean I don't know. They've got a long way to go to get thirteenth. I mean, I, I, I would say that Palace have surprised me a little bit. I think we did say, didn't we, when we did it, that mm, Palace yeah. were a bit the, the most the most unknown. What what you'd get out of it? Well. well with, with them, I think, is they obviously tried it a little while ago with De Boer, you know, completely changing their style of play, and it spectacularly failed. They went back to uh, reliable with Hodgson, and they've tried it again, and this time it seems to be working with uh, Vieira. They've got a brilliant player in Conor Gallagher. Uh, but, yeah. so If they if they can keep him now, Chelsea are going to want him back, aren't they, I think? so. Uh, yeah. Chelsea will probably sell him for about 30, 40 million quid. Mm. That's what... It's what Chelsea do, aren't they? They're Chelsea, they are a player farm, so they'll get a player. Send him out on loan for a couple of seasons. If they do well, then it's right, we'll take the cash now. No, no, no problem. It's like um, you know, Ambrosia, for instance. We're never get a, we're never gonna get a chance of Chelsea sent him on loans, done well at Southampton. Immediately we want 20 million quid for him. Probably gonna get that good price. But you know, it's easy money for them. They've got players after player, they've got probably about 60 players on their books. They probably sell for about 10 every season. And that's before they even sell anyone in their first team. So, you know, it's a farm and players are a number and a figure. You give them a figure, they'll, they'll sell them. You know, Ruben Lawson's cheek has been good for them this season. Would they sell him in the summer? Damn right they would if someone came with an offer. So say like Leicester, for instance, sold Tillemans and went for uh, Ruben Lawson's cheek. He'll be sold. There's no no qualms about it. It's just just a player. To them. Did I read somewhere they've got more players out on loan than some <laughs> some of the smaller clubs like, in the Premier League? You got yeah, support. I think it's only like thirty, or they at least had about thirty to forty, I yeah. think, before in previous seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how you doing, Steve? Not too bad. Sorry, I'm a bit late. Uh, oh, that's okay. But, yeah, um, thanks so much for coming on. Steve. What's that? Yeah. Long time no see. Yeah, you always following <laughs> me. What are you doing? Hey, I was there <laughs> first. I might think you're some stalkers that we know about today. <laughs> well, we don't. We don't need to talk about him. Uh, but yeah, in terms of uh, this stream, Stephen, uh, I mean, we we should have been talking about North London derby. Obviously, uh, Arsenal requested to be cancelled, and uh, a, a lot of Spurs fans are having a go at Arsenal. But of uh, too right, you, mate. Well, I, I I slightly disagree. You know. It's the Premier League's fault. If, if if there's a loophole there to be taken and it's going to benefit you, you're perfectly within your rights to, to take it. And as soon as we uh, cancelled a game because of COVID, which I assume that was genuine because you have to presumably show evidence that your players have got COVID, the, Premier League, should have, the Premier League should have then said, right, OK, cancellations for COVID are X number of players. And now you've got teams who are cancelling because of... Um, one yeah, what we've shown is that you can have one case of COVID and you can get it called off. Yeah, we that's the Premier cases. League's fault, not not your fault. I don't think. Yeah, not Arthur's fault. It's a little it bit is pathetic. Our fault in a sense because yeah. like it is our fault in a sense because we've put ourselves in that situation, right? Yeah, we yeah. had two cases. All right, two genuine cases off of COVID. Now, so I'm not saying that we've gone and give two players COVID. What I'm mm. sitting here saying is, is that. Our setup beginning this January or beginning of winter, we all knew COVID was going to come about 
and there was going to be cases, right? Artest has decided, as well as he's got Conduzzi on loan, Reese Nelson and um, Torreira on loan, he decided with the last spare midfielder left before the Forest game was Ainsley Maitland-Niles, right? Now, the Congo and Ainsley Maitland-Niles actually played well together the last time they played. They only played once, but it didn't, uh, then we never saw it again. But as he decided because... Um, We've got Jacko and the Conga there, even though Partey and El Nene are off to the AFCON and Pepe. We all know these players were going to the AFCON as well. Mm. He decided we'll manage with just the Conga and Jacka and sell Ainsley Mate and Nara sold loan. All the Arsenal fans have gone up and saying, Oh, well, you can't keep the player. He wanted to go. No, a big club would have told him, You're not going until we get an adequate replacement in this month. Because at the moment, we can't spare the midfielders. But no, he decided to sell him on loan. Right? Get lost. There's <laughs> <laughs> so, left out from Stephen's show earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so in the end, this is all down to Arteta and his squad management. Also, half our players are fatigued because he's overused them. Saka's not had a rest since the first lockdown back in 2020. Right? And you wonder why he's fatigued and he's injured. And he's not been playing as well as yeah. before. So I'm sorry, this is all on Arteta and his squad management, and also they're doing their transfer business. Yeah, right? It's not I... nothing to do to. And I feel all Tottenham fans have every right to be angry because you're in the same situation as us, and you did protest. You didn't. Yeah. I, 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 not, not, I, not that I want to defend. Not that I want to defend Arsenal, but I do agree with what Chris is saying to the fact that if we was in that position as Tottenham fans we would want our club appealing it as well i understand what you're saying mm. that you put yourself mm. in that situation but it was the premier league that should have looked at that and gone actually yeah no you've got one I covid see. case um you mm. everything else is self-inflicted this game has to go ahead i um, see that with with unlike liverpool where at the time we didn't know there were false positive but at the time it was confirmed 19 cases or something mm. that's a genuine outbreak what they mm. should have put in the rules is saying and this is a genuine outbreak of yeah. COVID of over seven or eight cases, something like that, right? Or over what over the limit of what a starting eleven would be, right? Which is six. Then there's loopholes in the rules. Right. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. have to. You don't have the right to ask we've called off. As soon as we had it, season, we'd be told to do it. Yeah, as soon as we had it, it was when Omicron was in the news, as going everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So anyone with half a brain knows that it's going to happen again and again and again. And yeah. anyone with half and a brain, and Arteta got it a second time, and he still saw yeah. it. I, I, st I still maintain it's the Premier League's fault, but it doesn't help your cause when you've got idiots like Piss Mor uh, Piers Morgan, sorry, Piers Morgan, going out and saying, "I don't know why Tottenham fans are running there." That, 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 that guy said, said that, 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 game, that, that, I, "I don't mate, understand." The other thing is, you look at it and go, don't "Look at Leeds this weekend." Leads exactly. had four yeah. men on the bench and played. Yeah, yeah. this is the thing. This that's why that's why I'm gonna have to go, guys. All right, no, no problem, Chris. Thanks so much for yeah. coming on. Uh, okay. Give a shout Start out to your channel. Uh, just before you go, yeah. shout yeah. out to your channel uh, for people uh, to get rid of that artillery. In. <laughs> Let, it's Leicester Till I Die TV and you're welcome to come on the post-match show Wednesday night when we'll be talking about three points to Leicester Okay, well they're obviously <laughs> playing uh, someone else, uh, not Tottenham uh, <laughs> No, yeah. we never beat you <laughs> Famous last words, eh? His famous last words, we'll end up losing them um, 
All the best, yeah. guys. Stay safe, everybody. See you later. Thanks, you too. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, yeah, I know you I was have to go say, in... oh, I was sorry, sorry, I was just going to say about Piers Morgan is that he also said last season that uh, that when we went through against Benfica, that was one of the uh, greatest uh, European nights for Arsenal. And I'm like, are you for real? <laughs> Brain dead. <laughs> he, he just says things for reactions, doesn't he? And then you see any of his tweets, he gets like hundreds and thousands of reactions because that's what uh, he wants to do. But in terms of Arsenal, I mean, I know you're not a fan of your manager at all, but you are in the race for top four. Uh, let me bring up the table. Uh, where are you at the moment? Mm. You're fifth. Obviously, there's games in hand for other teams and, and what have you. But at this moment in time, you're sitting in fifth, only two points off a of fourth. Uh, do you think you can mount a serious challenge for top four this season, come the end of this season? Or do you think it's a little bit too far? If Arteta can postpone all the games until he gets his players back. <laughs> I mean that's I think that's Burnley's I think that's Burnley's method of not going down as well. It's not gonna play any games for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's what they've requested now as well. They've requested yeah. to have this yeah. game postponed. I'm like, here you go, this Arsenal set the president, now everyone's gonna do it. Yeah, that's the problem. It's gonna be then the fixture congestion and then there's gonna be the bleeding hearts of well, now we've got uh, a really tight schedule, you know, it's unfair. How can we be made through this? We got to care about players. It's like should have played the games. You have Arsenal have one of the best youth systems in the country, and still had a solid enough eleven to put out with mm. that young kids. Yeah, you might lose points, but that's he, mainly what it is. It's that concern they're going to lose points. And he was to happy do to do it welfare. against. He was happy to do it against Forest. Yeah, but he's not happy to do it against Tottenham. Because Why he, is that? he knew a he would have got three points. B, he would have been slaughtered by yeah, the I, 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 Well, not getting three points, I think things are very under, uh, really underestimating how bad Spurs are at the moment in time. Um, but the truth is, though, Chris, it's not about player welfare. It's about... Oh, no, it's about money. And... We, it's money. Uh, to, have I got the maximum chance of getting three points? No. Mm. Right. Do we have a COVID case? Yes. Right. Mm. Put in a request. Yeah. Let's see if we can get it postponed. It's not still, about player welfare and the fact that they're... Put, Presenting it as player welfare is is a farce. It's not about that, and that's where and it's the team, Premier. That's where it's the Premier League's fault, though, Mike, because they should look it, at yeah, that it. Yeah, it well, is the Premier League. Clearly, you're trying to bend the rules. Um, you've got one COVID case. No, everything mm. else, as you said, Steve, it's on. It's on them. They it's knew so, the, the so new so African couple of nations was on. They loaned out players. They've got injuries. They had a suspension. That's that's no one else's fault. It one was case so clear to see what we were doing. Else. It was so clear to see it. Right, so why in the FA? Because the FA also are too bloody soft. Right, mm. they're too bloody soft. They should have put their foot down right there and then and said, I don't care if the loop rolls is that. Thanks for spotting the loophole. We're changing the rules. No, mm. you can't do it. But end yeah, they've just let it go on and on now. Now Burnley have done it. More teams will do it. But uh, in terms of Arsenal and your top four thing, uh, I was quite impressed with you away to Liverpool. I know they didn't have Salah. No, they didn't have Mane. But they're still Liverpool at home. Uh, you obviously mm. went down to 10 men with a, a ridiculous challenge. Uh, oh, I'd love to play against Xhaka. I reckon some, I can get oh, mate, Some I'll people play. said that's a yellow, and I'm like, how the hell is that a yellow? Well, he, he would be, kicked him in the face. Kicked him he, in the face. He would have been easy to get uh, sent off. And I've played football with Ben, and I, he winds people up. So I know he'd have been able to get sent off. But, but oh. in terms of at Liverpool, obviously they didn't have their two big hitters. Uh, but they were kind of peppering your goal. You were sitting back. You looked dangerous, particularly with Sacco. He looks to me like with Aubameyang out, uh, I'm taking responsibility for the attack here. And you look mm. like a team 
who, who were fighting for each other and, and, and all of those good things there. So do, do you see that as a positive thing going forward for your I question? Think, look, he must be top four. I, if I can't see there's been a bit of, if there's been improvement in the side, right, then I'm deluded, right? There has been improvement, but when it comes down to it, it will get, it's all right it's been near top four in January. We've been that many times. So also we've never been in a title. We've been a top of January in a title race before, right? But when it comes to March, April, May, or f even February, even us next month, right? You'll get it, the pit. The pressure builds and builds and builds because not just like us getting top four is vital. Us trying to get the players we want for top four is vital because we need it because the players we want to get. So the the pressure will build. And at the moment, like if what Arteta needs to prove, if he's ever going to prove he's got the minerals to do a title race, is if he needs to be able to cope with this pressure and get top four. With the, some of the decisions he's made already in this transfer window, and the fact we still ain't brought anyone in as well, because don't forget, like people might want to say it's all we do. No, it's not. He's the manager. He gets the same what goes on, right? So. These decisions like selling Maitland-Niles off when we've got no other midfielders, that's the sort of thing that Wenger made, that, that decision uh, that Wenger made, that ended up losing the title race. So if I see that from Arteta, that makes me believe we ain't going to get top four. And it also makes me believe he hasn't got the minerals to do for a title race. If he hasn't got the minerals to do for a title race, why am I going to sit here saying we've got to give this manager time? Go get an elite manager that's got the minerals. Mm. I mean, so, yeah... I've got a question. Sorry, can I just ask a question about what about about Arsenal really quickly? Whenever I watch Arsenal, how come they don't get Saka, Smith Rowe, Martinelli, and Odegaard? In the, it, it, like, there seems to be one too many there, right? Is it just me? Yeah, Smith Rowe, yeah. I think, is a brilliant player, and I, and I every time I watch him, I think he's great. But they don't start him always, do they? Is it just? No, I don't know why. Because Smith Rowe could play either in the middle or on the left. Yeah. And at the moment, he seems to be satisfying with a balance of Saka and Martinelli and Odegaard yeah. in the centre. Yeah. But, I, again, like it seems to be phases where he phased Martinelli out for about 10 odd games. He phased yeah. um, Smith-Rowe out for 10 games. Then he'll do it with Odegaard. He's doing it with Pepe all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. He's done it with Pepe for a numerous amount of games. And the guy's never been given a chance. Every time he started playing decently for Arsenal, he was dropped. Right? Yeah, and he was our most. People might want to say the pressure was off, but he was our best top. He was our top goal scorer last season. So people that saying he's crap, well, he can't be. If he's the top scorer and he's only played in the last few like last half games when the pressure's off, because that's what they keep saying. Well, yeah. he must be half decent then if he's doing yeah. it in that amount of games. So, but because he's not our our player, no one likes him. Simple. Mm. So, um. But with, yeah. But the problem is, is that Smith Rowe, he loves playing him on the left, and obviously we want Martinelli there. Yeah. So yeah. it seems to be that he wants to have Odegaard in the middle and then bring Smith Rowe on in a minute. It will no doubt if Odegaard gets injured, Smith Rowe will be put in the middle, right. unless he does something stupid and put like a Z there and put in Kyo up front. That is our set. That is our I just wondered because, like, I just feel like Smith Rowe. Always dangerous. I feel more yeah. so than Odegaard, but maybe I just don't watch enough of Arsenal to, no, to understand it. No, yeah. Odegaard is not as good as Smith Rowe. No way near. No. That's the no I get near. Yeah. Like, um, 
I don't. I would love to play all. I think half my. I can get if part of it is because he wants to keep some firepower on the bench, because maybe apart from Nakazet, Pepe, and well, this is when the whole team's fit and Smith Rowe. There's not a lot else we can offer off bench, so he'd probably want to keep that in reserve. And every time Odegaard has come off the bench, he's not really shone with Smith Rowe has. He's made an impact, so he can beat. Because and here's the thing: this is what I love about Arterian fans, right? When we beat you and Smith Rowe's playing uh, with um, when we beat Spurs, we were everyone was saying how great Smith Rowe is. He's better than Saka, this, that, and all the other, right? Now all of a sudden he's been benched all the time. I asked a question in uh, in one of my um, uh, shows, which is uh, one of my Arsenal news shows, is why is he getting benched all the time? What's he done? Has he got? Did he did he sleep with his missus or something? I don't know. What did he do? So, <laughs> like, and what we get now is, oh, yeah, but he's great as an impact sub. Well, you weren't saying that five fucking minutes ago, were you? Right. <laughs> this is the thing. They swap. They, some of these Arturian fans, right, some of them have actually got an actual opinion and they don't stand, they stand by it. But most of them that you see on social media, they will flip-flop to suit whatever Arteta is doing, whatever the agenda suits Arteta. So if Smith Rowe is good as an impact sub, he's bringing him off the bench, he'll be an impact sub. If he decides to play him every week, right, he's a great player to have to start. <laughs> it's whatever suits the narrative. Yeah, yeah. I give him, I've never seen Wenger have this much excuses. And he won us Premier Leagues, FA Cups, and God knows what. So how is this guy winning only an FA Cup and a dinner plate? Right? It's not a trophy, it's a dinner plate. Right. How is it this guy gets frigging the, all the excuses in the world? I haven't got the clue. This guy could probably commit murder and probably get away with it. With this, with this <laughs> I'm not even joking. Well, hmm. Yeah. I'll start with a couple of unrelated comments. Uh, Barnabas has just said Jack Clark <laughs> scored against Blackburn under 23s. Be interested if he gets a chance for Spurs. Uh, Scott M, how are you doing, Scott? Uh, it's questioning your uh, Arsenal wouldn't have got three points. Uh, you had a better chance of getting three points on the weekend against our current week team than he will have this summer. That's the thing as well. Is that uh, you, you, obviously, we had a week team with two people out. You've got, I, I don't know, nine. This is the thing. If eight. you play both strength sides, full strength sides, the way you are right now, who would honestly take all biased opinion, who would you think would win? Uh, well, I, I've always said with a, a London derby or, yeah, any derby, it's who wants it more. And I saw us yeah. against Chelsea a couple of times. And in London derbies this time, we start off so slow. And, and but say so if it wasn't a North London derby, it's just two teams going at each other. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> We're at home and we've got the crowd behind us, so I'd say we'd be favourites for it. But again, it's how you start in these kind of games. Mm. And we just don't start. I mean, Mark, what do you think about you're obviously a Spurs fan. I've seen us. Uh, uh, to be honest, with you, I think, Derby this season. Yeah, we've, been, we've been atrocious, really, in derbies, and I think mm. not. Like, again, we'll give Arsenal credit, but I've watched them a couple of times recently against um, Liverpool um, and against Man City. Was it Man City where they had a player? Yes, sort of I mean, Liverpool was yeah. a great defense. And they played really. Good, they played really, really good football. To be honest with you, I've got to give them credit for that. So, I mean, Until I don't know. It'd be tough. It'd be a tough, a, a toss of a coin, mate. A toss of a coin of the two mm. strongest teams. Because um, our, our players, like Son and Kane, 
who are best two players are not really doing it at the minute. Yeah, that's, um, that's always been the key for your team. That's the problem. Yeah, so but it's a difficult one, to be honest. I think yeah. with, what I would say is is that I would put us down as favourites, if even if it was unbiased. Um, just by we can make that argument for sure. But how that, but with, with, with the way probably things are in terms of us as a team, maybe if we lose our heads, then we can easily lose it because that's what we did against Man City. It wasn't robbed, it was just us losing our heads. And that's that's Gabriel decided to lose his head, and that's how we lost that game. And that's why we need experience in the midfield. It's about having a young squad, we need experience as well. So that's why Ronaldo on loan would have been a good move, right? Um, for example, and it's when it comes comes down to it for me is that I'm trying to figure my trainer for it. Um, no, I'm sorry, I've lost my trainer. Right. Right. What I would say, like, whilst Chris said earlier on, we're not playing particularly well. We're, we're not, but in actually in the form guide since Conte's come, we're second in mm. the form table, mm. um, which is crazy, I suppose, because we've lost them two games against Chelsea in the cup. Um, um, we lost the more uh, in the the what's it called the Conference League, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Uh, so we've had some pretty shocking results still under Conte, but actually we haven't lost the Premier League game under Conte. But yet. this is the but this is the thing: if you you've got that under Conte, and if your team's not been playing well anyway, you should have been the first team asking for a postponement then. You should, right because we should have had more confidence, like being a side that's good on form and looking one of the teams tip to get the, the the full spot because we have been playing well and especially against bigger teams so surely like out of the two weakened squads we should have been like they've got a weakened side we can take them i know our side's weak but they've got a weak side let's go for it right but no it'd be interesting to see it. it'd be interesting to see whether they ask for a postponement again you've got, got liverpool again this week is it in the cup yep so that'd be interesting to see if they go ahead with that game I would have thought you would. I think it's just, uh, you know, the, the weak team that you would have had to have played are the team that lost to Forest. And I think I read that you didn't have a shot on goal. If you do that, yeah, you know, yeah, really that's be, what I'm saying. I mean, it's bad enough losing to Forest at a lower league. He um, played an 18-year-old and exposed him. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, but, Patino had played 20 minutes of football. Right? And when the team news came out, right, every Arterian fan was going, yeah, that's right, Patino should be starting, blah, 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 blah. Under the game, they're like, "Why is he doing that?" Yeah, I, I, I think fair. losing to Forest though is obviously bad. But if you end up losing to your rivals, and, and you know, if it had been a bad result, like we win four mm. nil, for example, I, there's not a huge amount coming back from that, is there? Could for, you for could you imagine how Patino would have been felt playing in that midfield against Tottenham, right in a North London derby? Yeah, he might be buzzing for it, but after ten minutes, right. If he can't cope with Nottingham Forest, God knows what he's going to do with Conte's Tottenham, no matter how weak they and bad they are, right? He, he would have been torn apart and the poor kid would have never, his confidence would have been shot forever. Yeah, you, you never know the young kids though. Like uh, Chris was saying... 20 minutes of football though. He's only had 20 minutes of Premier League yeah. football or first team football. It's just not fair. I think, no. I, think with these, I think with these derbies, I mean, <clears throat> when Arsenal play Spurs... They're, they're always, you know, it's not just not that all those London derbies. You guys, mm. you got, you guys have lots of them in comparison to you know, Mike's obviously involved in that as well. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a hell of a lot of them. And there's these sort of like pseudo 
extra rivalries you guys all get, you know, the West Ham, Tottenham one, you know, as well, but let, I guess to a lesser extent, West Ham, Arsenal, right? And, you know, and, you know, things like that. So, but I just think at the moment, I mean, it's, it's surprising to see you guys see that Spurs aren't playing well because from, from an outsider's perspective, it looks like Conte's got you on the up and up. I know, obviously, you've got, uh, you've had the two bad results against Chelsea in, in, in the cup, but I do think those top three teams are just, just away. They're just, they're, they're just oh, away yeah, from yeah. the rest. And, and well, you know... There's a fight and fourth and then the first three... Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. That. And I think, you know, lo- losing to losing a couple of games to Chelsea means, you know, very little in, in, in the sense... In the cup, I mean, in the sense... I know you guys are desperate it, for a trophy. Yeah. I understand. All the way we lost because we, we didn't really lay a glove on them in that first leg. I get that, that, mate. And they've been four 0 game completely done and dusted after half time. But uh, I mean, in terms of the uh, postponements, Mike, I know you possibly won't want to talk about this too much. But Leeds yesterday had a couple of fifteen-year-olds on the bench and showed what they can do. Obviously, got a brilliant result. And uh, like Chris was saying before, with uh, you know teams don't gamble on the young players. You, you don't know how your young players are going to cope in Premier League if you never give them a chance. And, and obviously, Leeds have had to do that with mm. you know. Quite a few of them. They've obviously had a really good result against you, whether you were poor or, or, or whatever is beside the point. But do you think the Premier League will see that and kind of put a stand out? And <laughs> do I think the Premier League will put a stand out? I mean, history says um, no because they're very cowardly. So. so there are certain clubs that will get benefit of the doubt. We know that three of those clubs are on this call, and our, my club isn't one of that. So that's not just because I'm on the outside looking in saying it. That is just the truth. It is the facts. Well, well, I heard it was Leeds who said they wanted to play yesterday rather no, than the other. A proper club who goes, who looks at this and goes, there is no genuine welfare problem in terms of we have fit players, we have players we can make a bench, whilst it isn't our strongest. There isn't a welfare issue, so we should play. You know, we have injuries. That's that's part of part and parcel of the game. We've got a lot, but you know, we can still field a team. Other teams, and in particular ones towards even the top end, and we've seen it in Burnley at the bottom end, have looked at it and gone, "I don't have the necessary players to compete and to win." They've not looked at it and gone, "Actually, well." Yeah, we have a few COVID cases and we're scared. We're worried about risk of spreading that across other teams and so on. Uh-huh. It's not a welfare issue. It's purely a business problem and a business thing of we don't have, we don't believe we have the players necessary in which to compete and win the points we need. Therefore, because mm-hmm. we don't have the best team or what we perceive to be almost our best team, we're going to cry out that we have a potential welfare issue and we need to postpone the game. Mike, Leeds, this is exactly what we had with Arsenal fan base on social media. This is exactly what they were saying. Yeah, it wasn't the fact of the welfare issue; it's just the fact that we can't play with that team. We'll lose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, that's well, the problem. It's then you then essentially say, "Well, it's fine to do so." You know, it's you, you kind of going, "Yeah, well, it's fine, isn't it? Let, let's just do that." Because, but then, and like I said earlier, when Nick becomes in a fixture congestion at the towards the back end of the season when you know they have to fit in all these games there's then going to be a cry of well this is unfair yeah we need yeah. to extend the season because you know there is it there is extenuating circumstances well, like well 
Actually, hang yeah. on, you have one one player ill, essentially, with COVID. Yeah. That's not yeah. an extenuating circumstance. That's you taking the piss out of the rules. Because, I'm sorry, in winter, you could generally have two cases of flu during yeah. the winter, uh, winter <laughs> season of football. But, yeah, if you had two cases of flu, that's not substituting to getting a game called off. Yeah, if COVID never existed, you wouldn't have got that game... No, I'll give you a good example. I'll give you a perfect example, right? And it's one of the most famous ones of all. And it got us top four in the end. Lasagna right? gate. Lasagna gate. <laughs> you lot came down with freaking food poisoning in the morning of the game. Did you get it called off? No. Nah. We tried to. <laughs> no, well, you did yeah, try. <laughs> you tried, but like you didn't, right? I mean, you got to give Wenger his due, but uh. <laughs> Yeah. Thing, I'll give Carl Fletcher his due. He's a screamer as well. But right. yeah, but like I don't want to I mean, give anyone their due. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that one in. But like, but um, we'll cut that out. Yeah, yeah. But in, 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 <laughs> but in that, in the end, you didn't get it called off because we don't have this situation with COVID. Yeah. So what's the so? And that's even worse than what we had. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mike's right with the fix fixture congestion at the end where people complaining and the consortium will be led by Jurgen Klopp, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ryan McFarlane, how are you doing, Ryan? Uh, I don't understand how the top teams get favours after trying to go to the ESL. Uh, it just comes down, you know I mean? comes down to money. It comes down to it money. Is, the fact of the matter is, the top teams are the cash cows. And they yeah. are, rather than being emboldened by the fact that, you know what, you try to go and you can't, rather than actually setting a hard and fast rule of, by all means, go. You will not be allowed to come into the Premier League. You, you are removed from the Premier League and domestic competitions. Not only that, if you want to come back, that's fine. But you can't come back after until a, a period of, say, two to three years. And if you do come back, you come at the bottom of the pyramid. If they yeah. do that, the whole argument about the ESL goes. The truth of the matter is, those clubs did it because they wanted to get have go back to the table and have a conversation about taking more money and having more money than the other clubs in competition that is the whole thing there's no other two ways about it that's what they wanted to do Do you know why as well it's not so much that it's the fact that not so much about the money issue because loads of teams have newcastle got money for example but they couldn't do it because and i'll tell you for why Newcastle aren't the team that people watch. People watch Not now, the top. But they will be. No, there will be. No, obviously, there will be in the future. But back then, they weren't the team that everyone was watching. The teams that everyone watches in the Premier League are Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, Man City. All these top six clubs, right? And because they've also got the money in the top stadiums, they knew they could have a power of the um, Premier League saying, because they knew if. If they went, it would cripple the league. It would cripple the FA. It would cripple their power, and it would be. See, it would destroy them. So the that's, why they said, that's why they did it because they knew the one, they, the one thing they, I they say could about use it is, to get rid of it. It's not going to cripple them because if they were smart, they just turn around and go. Have the power. No, but they do. The, the, the FA in the Premier League had the power to say, "You are expelled from the competition." What power do those clubs have if they're done? All they're going to say is, oh, but we earn you money. They also then turn and go, yeah, but actually now without you, we have a much more exciting proposition for the league because we have, the league opens up all of a sudden. We can bring some other clubs up. Yeah, the, mm. the, talent, the, the talent pool might change, but also 
the FA turn around and say yeah. any one of those England players that leave can no longer play for England, those mm. players are going to want to stay at those clubs just to go Overnight, play in the ESL. Though. Overnight, overnight, you wipe money off your Div TV deal, like little billions. You do, you do. Yeah. I, mean, but, I mean, I mean, I mean, and, and I understand what you're saying. Can, As a sustainable they, period of time, it will recover. Yeah. Everything recovers. Everything gets back to the top. You know, but they won't get the TV talking, deal compared to the And also, as well, there is that fine. there is that thing. If you say to them, "Off you go," then they go, "All right, off they go." Then right, and then then it is sink or swim. And those clubs would would make that ESL thing work somehow if that happened. If all the leagues did that, they, right? They would, they would go. You not saying it will work. It's only going to work if you get fans going to stadiums. Your clubs, yeah, ain't your clubs Ooh. anymore. You say it's go, it could work well, and all this, but the Mark, fundamental Mark, thing is your clubs disappear. What I mean is, you your clubs all can say that we want to play Barcelona every week. Right, if you're not in English football and you have to go, or you only have 19 games at home, you can never go in away game unless you have a bit of money. Yeah, you're going to have far more tourists than you've ever had in your stadiums. Yeah, and this whole concept of what you lot identify as your clubs dissipates. Yeah, but, I mean that's, every, that's, that's, that's everything. That's everything with owners this now. The thing, right? But when it comes to when it comes to like saying with the 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 fans though, a the the games we wouldn't need home stadium anymore. Because the games will start being played abroad, yeah. right? Wherever, right? Two, like they already knew by testing this league out and already that they could make a lot of money without needing the fans to go to the stadiums. Look at Arsenal to subsidise what we were losing in terms of, in, to subsidise what they were losing in terms of fan revenue, in terms of match day tickets and uh, on 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 a match day. Right, going to stadiums every week last season. Every time it used to take the piss. Every time we lost the game, we had a new kit coming out, and everyone would buy the kits. Every play, every everyone, they'd make millions bringing out a new kit every year, and, and so much more merchandise. And because of that, sorry, they could cover. They lose a bit. They lose some of it. But they could cover at least half of that amount of money that they lose every day. I think you're on right. Match day. You'd lose a bit of the soul of your club for sure. I think. Yeah. I think you absolutely would. Uh, I. I. I, um, I, I really. <laughs> I really think that. But I, think I don't think. I, but, but I don't think. I mean, you could feel like Old Trafford seven times over. For you know, me, it, it's it not, it's not, it's not, you know, I mean, and whether yeah, they would be as hardcore fans or not, who gets, I mean, we're owned by Americans, Arsenal owned by Americans. You guys have got checks now. I mean, that, I mean, you know, I mean, these, these, these guys aren't like, you know, to be honest, the, the soul, the soul of the club is already, like, is already dissipated. The soul, the soul of the club is already gone, but to be West honest, Ham, that would have Aston been the final blow for me. They wouldn't care about the TV money. They're, they're still going to watch their game, mm. their teams in the Premier League. Of Why course. would they give a shit about the money or the TV deals? Like they're going to win the Premier League because all the top teams yeah. have gone and buggered exactly. off to Europe. Why do they care about where the money? They don't care. The they're not going to attract. They don't need the money because they're not going to attract the top players anyway because they're all going to want to play in the Super League. Yeah. But they're yeah. still going to have that. We're watching their team week in week out. Where ours are playing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Or as, much as, people, America. as much as people, I mean, it's the soul of people your are club. Fighting. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's it's gone. The thing, the, we, the, the, we still have the soul of our club. Absolutely, we get to watch us. It's like, yeah, people go, ah, but it ain't the Premier League brand's not that good. It's like, 
and I care because what? Exactly. Like when you the say when is... the last time you see your team, oh well, we're playing in Australia this week, so um, I can't really mm. go. Yeah. Like good. Right, enjoy. The thing is, enjoy the multitudes of money you've like got that. and all of these great mm. players who will also get bored after a while. Because it's and only one team can win it. No teams get relegated. One team can win the bloody thing, and it's never going to be Tottenham. Probably not, not Arsenal. Might be Man United. But the thing is, as well, it's a closed shop with the occasional invite in. You know, invite yeah, someone in. Yeah, that, 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 that thing... was the disgraceful thing about it. That was the disgraceful mm. thing. But, about oh, that's it the is. only disgraceful thing about it, Ben. All right, yeah. okay. I think, no, it was the the biggest, was I think it was the biggest thing. I think it was the biggest thing that it was a closed shop for a certain amount of teams and put other clubs. You know. Put other clubs I've, like down a peg. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to say that the, the most hang on. So, the most thing I find about it, you're saying we need this to subsidize ourselves and everything in the middle of a COVID pandemic while people are losing <laughs> their jobs yeah. and lives. Yeah. You're sitting there saying we need to cover ourselves financially, yeah. right? With 450 million quid when you're already making mostly a profit anyway. Only losing a little bit of money, and what you compared as a loss in millions for us is peanuts compared to you, right? For, for you, days. and for, I would say also this as well. People, I've already felt like the souls already died out of Arsenal anyway, right? We don't have the same traditions and values and standards that we did have, right? Half of that sometimes is the fan base because they don't live up to the expectations or standards that what Arsenal should expect, right? So, but in, in other terms, is that. Like people could people could threaten you could threaten the FA could have threatened them with or or UEFA could have threatened them with you're not coming back in our tournament or FIFA. You're not coming back in like um if you sign a English player, they're not gonna play in the Euro in Euros, right? Next in this Euros. They would have been like, Well, yeah, that's fine, this injuries for us, more game time for them. Brilliant, love it. Right, let's because it's our player, it's our contract. I mean, and plus, that, also, would have actually yeah, said, you know, but ninety percent, but hang, but ninety percent. I guarantee you, the amount of money they were made, that it would have been able for them to spend as much money on contracts as possible, so they could have gone to any to any player, and instead of saying, "Where is one club you get to play Euros and everything and all that in the Premier League and have a chance of winning it?" Right, you play. 180 to 100 grand a week, we could double that for you. Playing yeah, but in the Super League. It just turns then, into, but 90% of them would have gone. Just turns, turns into the Chinese Super League. And yeah. fans will turn around and go, you know what? Good riddance to them. We'll take all your money. I would have been done. Really I wouldn't have never supported it. I wouldn't. Yeah. No, exactly. But like, I would have loved Arsenal, would, but I would never supported it or yeah. followed it. Clubs would have turned around and said, basically, what they're doing to Newcastle. They have one price for everyone else. And then you have a two to three times price for those for those guys, but also fans would have been like, fine, because it essentially, for lack of a better term, mm. gets rid of all of the wrong ones because all the ones that are just interested in money mm. and the ones you keep are the ones that want to play competitive. The thing is, that's why every team, every team that had offered it would have jumped it. It wasn't yeah. like yeah. that any team would have oh, jumped yeah. it. They, they exactly. Every single one. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Good. This is what I said about with um, other teams from the league. That were saying like, how dare these teams do this, this, that, and the other. And part of me was like, hang on a minute. If you're in that situation and your run is in that situation, is it we're going to offer you 450 million just by turning up at this tournament? You'd not buy the opportunity. Don't be stupid. You'd buy it. It's like me saying we're going to offer you two billion. We're going to offer you 750 million in the lottery, and I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm alright. 
you can <laughs> win off your but rightly, but rightly, but rightly, fans stopped it, didn't they? I yeah, think that yeah, was the yeah. biggest message. No, no, I think no, that was the biggest message of it all. Clubs, they all they stepped up and they made 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 a stand. So they Every reminded the one. clubs yeah. that their lifeblood is going to go. Yeah. They'll have these tourists who will flitter in or out. And once you know the the fad of the ESL would worn off, so would have attendances. They would have had money coming in from TV, but that would have also then started to dip as attendances started to dip. So mm. it's. It would have been something that might have gone for about five, six years. But then after that, I'd been like, I'm actually bored watching. You know, people who turn around now and still start to say, starting to say the old Classico is getting boring because they've seen it so often. And it's, it'll have that same effect, that, mm-hmm. that prestige that came from That's that. That's the thing, prestige the Champions League have gone. Yeah. Well, the ESL is a conversation for a different time. Uh, yeah. Sorry. It'll obviously come through again because I don't think it's gone away. But... Uh, Mark, uh, this this is a Spurs channel, so we better talk about these idiots. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm allowed to say that. I'm a Spurs fan. Uh, yeah, to be fair, mate, I think a couple of us would say the same. <laughs> I could have said something a lot worse. You're very welcome, Stephen, coming on. I appreciate you coming on. And <laughs> uh, Spurs, Mark, in sixth. Uh, four games in hand over uh, West Ham and, and Chelsea and... and and four over City and Liverpool. I love you put predictions six if Kane stays. Oh, this was Ben who did this uh, before the season started. We did a stream. Uh, Very specific. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's a big difference, isn't it? Imagine that. Uh, not really this season. If the season ends now, Kane's still there, so you've got that spot on, Ben. But um, Mark, uh, how, how do you rate our season so far and how do you see our season going or do you think a lot of it depends on what does happen if anything in this transfer window i think it depends on what happens in the transfer window i think it depends on what we've already touched upon and what happens with kane and son if kane can start firing again what's he got this season five or six goals yeah um, you you know a half of the season to go if he can start getting onto the form which you know he has in him um and i think the 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 carrot dangling of champions league might be that kickstart to get him you know realistically we've got a chance of the champions league he might he might start firing it but you need him to score goals because if you ain't scoring goals you ain't getting top four it's as simple as that um and we need one or two more bodies in as well um i mean, had, yeah. I mean you don't need quite a while uh playmaker is crucial ericsson's been rumored for about half the premier league I, i'm really kind of uncomfortable about that um uh, yeah what's happening if it's deemed that it's absolutely safe for him to play fine go and join whoever you want to join i'm not sure it would be but obviously he'd be an answer to our problems if it was nerickson obano five years ago hmm. where would you make- play him though where, I, I agree with what you're saying but my, my thing is where well, do you play not conte's thing he favors kind of a deep line one doesn't yeah. he which may suit him a little bit better if he did come to us because i assume there's a little less running well, he knows Conte's system, doesn't he? He's played with Conte into it. Took him a while to get break into Conte's team and system. So, yeah, but I agree with you, mate. I'm not sure a player, but that's the type of player I think. But uh, who do you think we need in? I really want a backup striker, mate. I, I feel we really need because if, although I've said Kane isn't playing well, not really scoring. If he's not there, we have nobody else. We have no. nobody else. You can say Son, but again, he's injured. It gives him a bit of a kick up the arse, doesn't it, Kane? Like, oh, I better play well, otherwise I'm not playing. But um, and I yeah. think 
Well, it gives him the incentive to say, you've got a striker, I can now go. Maybe as well. Maybe as well. And if we get decent... Listen, Mike, to be honest with you, most Tottenham fans in the summer didn't begrudge Kane going. If the right money would have come in for Kane, most would have said, look, mate, it's time for you to go. You deserve to be in the Champions League. You deserve to be... The way that it was handled is what rubbed people up the wrong way, to be honest with you. So, if... Yeah, yeah, me and Chris spoke about it before. He's like, you know... When you hear about the gentleman's agreement, at that point, you kind of go, well, fair enough. There's a gentleman's agreement there. You can go. But then again, gentleman's agreement with David I mean, Levy. It's it <laughs> written on, is it? Brian Daigle, I think most of us know, said once said that a gentleman's agreement with Levy is like going for a prostate exam, going to the doctors and then finding out the doctor's Wolverine. It's, it's just... <laughs> It's not a good deal to do something like that with Daniel Levy. But Vlahovic has obviously been linked. He's now linked with Arsenal, so we'll come to Stephen in a minute about that. Mm. Um, it's not realistic, again, with Daniel Levy. Yeah. I can't see him spending the £70 million potentially, and he's reportedly wants three hundred grand a week. It's just not. It's a, it's a no go, isn't it? It's not. Every player wants three hundred grand a week. Is it just me or every single player now? Like, I mean. I mean, like Pogba, I mean, sorry, I don't want to go back to United, but Pogba, he's done nothing to justify the wages he's on now, mm. right? And wants a raise, <laughs> right? You know, and, and, and I feel like every player is like that. I mean, this Valich guy for, for, for Spurs, he's going to want to play. He ain't going to want to, you know, yeah. oh, just come. And it's always been Spurs' problem. They've got to find someone good enough to back Kane up, knowing he, they're not going to play, right? Yeah. And I think it's always been the problem for Spurs because, you know, I mean, I, I saw today Martial linked with Spurs. Loan right? was rejected, I think. Loan, loan with obligations. You, right. Levy just wanted a loan. We wanted an obligation to buy at the end of it. And Levy was like, but Martial's problem isn't the fee. I think Levy probably would have done the fee. It's his wages. He wants mm. 208. He wants to go up in wages. Mm. The guy he's on 280. I think he's on more than Kane. And mm. that, that ain't going to happen if he's uh, on a loan it's deal. Nuts. But... This, everything's nuts. And I don't think I've ever known a January window where so many teams are like, we have to bring in two or three. I mean, it's a mugs window, right? Mm. Like, like mm. you generally... I, I, I... I definitely think everything's overpriced in the January transfer window. It depends on where you go and what you do. If you look at like Monaco, for instance, last year they bought uh, Tushimeni for about 16 million euros. He's now rated about 80 million euros. The fact is, it's overrated and it's expensive if you are looking at players Mm. that are at top level teams or if you're trying to go somewhere like Vlahovic. It's like, it's just, you need to be smart and economic in this window. What do you think of Vlahovic, Stephen? He's obviously linked with you at the moment in time as well. Uh, The only thing I've got a problem with him is age. He's very young still. Um, Age is great at 22, but we've got young players as it is. We need experience in our team. And people are going on about Vlahovic at Arsenal, right? That's a problem. Like I just said earlier in the show, right? Midfield is our problem. We should be worrying about getting a bloody midfielder in. Not a striker. Spanovic can wait to the summer. Like, so, and plus, he'd probably be cheaper in the summer. Because, like I said, with the, the January transfer window, he's always overpriced, especially when teams are trying to find a player because of a situation. Teams will bump up the fire Spanish to 20 mil. They're still bloody good at it. If they know they, you, if they know that you know you want him, they'll bump the price up. So, and don't blame them for it. But um, it's, it's just, so I don't have a problem with that. But, I mean... Like, yeah. What I find funny about Vlahovic, 
What I find funny about Vlahovic is that he's overpriced. He's 21 banging goals in, where... Uh, yeah, it's, 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 20, yeah, it's 21-22. Yeah. Well, I, I find it quite and funny. 75 million, goals is, in. Yeah, 75 million for him is overpriced, whereas Haaland's well, made 70 in the summer. He's yeah, banging goals. And what I'm saying... One isn't. Here's another thing I wanted to ask. He, uh, I wanted to offer up. But unfortunately, now he's at Leipzig and we missed the trick, which is Andre Silva. Andre Silva last season scored seven more goals than Haaland. Right? And I know, like, Arsenal folks, Luca, he keeps saying that he's shit and he's not worth anything. Right? Well, how could he be shit if he scored seven more goals than Haaland last yeah. season? Right? And two, how could he be crap? How could he say he's going to adapt, he can't adapt to the Premier League? If you don't even know if Vladovic is going to adapt to the Premier League. Yeah. I, I think it's with Haaland, everyone knows him, so therefore he's the real deal. Everyone else yeah, of course. He's done it in Champions League. No, do you know why? Because well, Haaland's also very young as well, like Vladovic. Right? They're both very young. But Andre Silva's like 25, 26. They're about 20, 21, 22. So like, he's, that's why I would say Andre Silva for me, because there's a bit more experience in there. He's been at a big club. He knows what, it's, what it takes. Vladovic is only like really he's been standout, he's been Valentina, so really could be able to not adapt to the Premier League, but adapt to a big club and the expectations and the pressures, right? Because that's a big thing like to deal with, especially when you're coming from a, a league that's so slow, it's barely comparable to the Premier League. Bundesliga is a little bit more fast paced, so you can actually compare it a little. So that's throws that up for me but I, well, I, I don't say I wouldn't take him though I'd take him I'll definitely take him so Chris. Um, but our midfield is the biggest problem I will just say also people that are saying that they need two or three players for this window I, I do feel that's got something to do with the Covid like situation because for example we need an extra midfielder and two midfielders, not just because we sold on loan, but also we've got COVID cases as well. But that's the same with other clubs as well. Because of their COVID situation, they might need a, a midfielder or two to get them over the line. So, to be honest, mate, we needed about four players before we even got into the, uh, yeah. into the summer. So <laughs> we're, we're one of those clubs that when we say we need like three or four players, it's genuine that we need three or four players because we came into the league pretty un. Pretty ill-equipped, but had a manager feeling. pulling off a miracle. To be honest, and players just about staying fit until a whole defensive line decided to uh, to have a sabbatical and pick up injuries. <laughs> yeah. Mark, do you need to head off? Is that what you? No, were? no, no, no. I was just going to say that like, in, in, in a dream world for me. Mate. <laughs> I'm trying to force you off. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, no, sorry. In a, in a dream world for me, mate, the one that I would like to get. And I don't know whether it's realistic or not. Would be going back in for Dabala, to be honest with you. He's not signing that contract at you, mate. He's the creative. He's a creative spark. He could play alongside Kane, um, but I, it's not really realistic. But if yeah. you got rid of Endombele, try to ship him off there in a dream world. That's what I would love uh, to see. That's the big issue as well. I think. Uh, I mean, you said you said yourself, Ben. Wages. He's on a fairly big wage. He's also bloody awful at this yeah. moment. That's a major problem. Sixty million pound back. There's no way on earth he's getting sixty million. No. Bella and uh, going back to Conte Ben, and we've got a comment from Jay Ashraf. Uh, he, he's called us all idiots. He must be watching another stream, and then he's accidentally asked a, a relevant question. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Uh, always trying to be funny, but um, anyway, could you ask if they perceive Spurs as a threat since we appointed Conte? Does Conte factor worry them? I'll ask you Ben because Conte was linked with you quite heavily. 
uh, and you turned him down or he turned you down, I'm not sure which, but obviously we've got Conte now. For me, he, he's looking really fed up at the moment. He's only been here two months. Um, but <laughs> he's like... obviously a winner as a manager. But do, 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 does he, does he uh, 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 worry you? Uh, or do you think we need some players in for him to really worry you and get the players in that he kind of wants? I like Conte. I like Conte. I think he's a good manager. I don't think he'd have been right for us, personally. I know some United fans do, but I wasn't one of them. I, I do think you're obviously in a better position with Conte than you were with Nuno. Oh, yeah. I, think, I, I don't think that. I don't think that that goes without saying. I've, I think I said to you on on the the, the stream at the start of the season. If I, if I was Spurs, I would have got. I would have gone and got Potter. I mean that that that's just that's just. Well, um, the one that I wanted. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think. Um, I just think Conte, whatever he does for you, however good he is for you, and I feel like he will get you in the mix for Champions League and that. It's always short term, I, and, and that, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is the club who he takes to his heart, and he's here ten years. You know, no, you're right. I, I don't, I don't see that. And maybe Spurs fans don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't care. Um, but to me. I think that Spurs' best chance of, of, of really being something, you know, like they were with Poch when he had the time to build and build. And I think that's what Spurs need. I think with Levy and, and um, Enoch and that, you're never going to, I don't think, spend the money that, you know, City, Chelsea, United, um, you know, even Arsenal this year spent, spent a hell of a lot of money in the summer, didn't they? So, you know, I, you know I'm not sure you're ever going to be like that. So, You've got to build slowly, and I think that's. What I think Potter over a sort of a five-year period with Spurs could have really, really yeah. been well, something. Well, apparently, he turned us down. I mean, you know, at Brighton, he turned us down, which that to me says he hasn't turned us down. He's turned Levy down, but uh, only Graham Potter knows the actual answer. Yeah, I think I think Ben's right that he is a short-term manager. What I would say about him is Mourinho is also a short-term manager, and the difference between the two is. When Mourinho goes in, he destroys a club from top mm-hmm. to. When he leaves, well, as you know, Ben yourself, when he <laughs> leaves, yeah, exactly. When he leaves a club, <laughs> it's fractured, it's broken. Um, he leaves a mess in his wake. Whereas I think Conte, every club he's been at, if you look at Chelsea, if you look at Juve, if you look at Inter, they've always left in a better position and they go yeah. on and still Cheers, win. Jose. So, <laughs> so I think that's the I think you could. I wanted Potter as well. But yeah. if you'd give me a choice out of Conte and Potter, I would have taken Conte because I want you know you you naturally want that bigger manager who's won things and everything yeah. else. I think Potter would be a good choice, but maybe after Conte because he won't be here for long, especially with Levy around, he's not going to be here for he's long. Frustrated already, isn't he? I mean, there's some big rumours coming out that he might walk. Uh, I don't think that's yeah. I understand what you're saying because I don't sure. think that's. I don't. Think I think if he doesn't get the transfers in January after the North London derby, if he loses that, he will walk. I don't know. No, I, don't I think, think so. if he doesn't get the transfers in in January that he wants, Levy has to give him the transfers or some of the transfers he wants in the summer. Oh, I don't believe I think, that. I think. No, I think he'll give you to the end of next season. He'll give you that because yeah. he'll want to have a summer. But he will demand money. If he doesn't Ooh. get the money, that will cause ruptions. If yeah. your season doesn't like work, then that will be it. He will just go, no, you don't meet Chelsea. my standards. My standards are of a higher level than yours. Mm. I can go to any club in Europe. I'm gone. And that's the problem. It's for a long time that if, if, we, if we're serious about, you either lower your expectations as a club 
as in Levy and saying, look, we're not the Champions League club anymore. Or you back the person to try and get you there. It's as simple as that for me. So you've got a manager, you've paid him a lot of money. You know he can do it. You give him the players that he wants in order to do it. It's just, but... I mean, he's got about I... a billion pounds in debt and the players he wants are probably going to cost you 50 to 60 million pounds a piece and he probably wants four of them. We're linked after Kessie, who's free in the summer. I'm mean, about 10 million now because uh, I, I don't know who he plays for, someone in Italy. They want, they want the money. Give him 10 million, get him now. Yeah. Or if you really don't want to pay the 10 million, just get him on a pre contract thing. But then he's going to have a queue of people potentially lining up for that. So just yeah, jump in. Be proactive. Uh, be proactive, get him now for 10 million. But uh, yeah, if you actually look at all right of now. all of um, Conte's signings, which I have actually done at, the, at Chelsea and I've looked at Inter. He does spend a fair amount, but he, it's not always 50 or 60 million pound players. No. He does sign a lot of players you would look at and go, what the hell is he signing him for? Actually, um, young. Sometimes they work. He signed him and put him at wing back and it works. Yeah, this like is what team. I mean. They're not always a, the massive... I mean, Conte for me was like, when you lot were trying to get him, I'm like, why are Arsenal fans making the excuse and sitting in... Oh, this is the thing. If any man... But any Arsenal um, or any manager gets linked with Arsenal in a minute, they attack them like that he's shit, he's rubbish, he's no good whatsoever. I mean, Benitez, for one, they might not be good anymore, right? You never know, it might not just fit the evidence. But, for example, someone said he's, a ta he's always been a tactical disaster. Well, how did he win a Champions League then? And then the league with frigging Real Madrid. Like, it can't be a tactical disaster if he does that. Right? Unless we prime Barcelona. But yeah, and he managed to keep Newcastle with no money and a championship side in the Premier League and got him up to about 11th at one point. Right? So he can't be a tactical disaster, can he? Like, yeah. They would attack anyone that gets linked with the job, like they were attacking Graham Potter for one time. Right? And even v I think, don't think even Vieira has got some just yet because of the fact he's connected to the club. Right? But, like, what Arsenal fans can't accept about, uh, like, um, Vieira, for example, and that's one of the links, is is that he managed to do in about 10 games what Arteta can't do in two years, which is a best formation, a lineup, uh, a style of play, right, a backup plan, right, tactical substitutions, in-game management. He's managed to do all that in the space of two months and be able to ship out a young, old side to a new to a new side. But having still to keep... be fair though, let's let's be a bit fair on that. He they, Crystal Palace had about eleven players out of contract this summer. He also pretty much failed in France and made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, so of course. he learned a lot. Learned so then when he's he learned that to Crystal lot. Palace, mm. he had a lot of mistakes to remember on and to then. Yeah, he's made, those, so he, he's made those mistakes. That's the thing. Yeah, that's, what but the, that's what I mean. It's, it's kind of, it's slightly disingenuous to say that he's come in and done all this immediately, which Arteta hasn't, but Arteta hasn't had the time to make the mistakes that say yeah, Vieira. that's why Arteta shouldn't be so, in the job then. No, no, that's a fair point. Arteta's also yeah, got a lot of pressure at Arsenal, whereas Vieira is kind of, Oh, it's not no pressure, but there's a lot yeah, less. Yeah, hang on a minute. Honest, it's, it's, it's a brilliant everyone... proposition, isn't it? To be honest, but this, is, but this is the thing. Everyone keeps saying, like, um, I mean, like the really, really deluded ones. Like they keep saying, like, like he's the next coming of 
Pep, he's the greatest, best young coach ever, and everything like that. And I'm like, well, if he's that so freaking good, then why aren't we challenging for a title? If he's that bloody good. Because Pep's like, there. To be honest, when when our, when Arteta took over one game against Man City, they were playing on I think it was a lower opposition side. He took over that one game because of um, I think it was Guardiola's mother died, right? And he played that game and he lost. That tells you a lot, doesn't it? Right? But so just thought I'd put that one out there. But um, um, it's look in the end, I would take. It's kind of similar to Tottenham. You're linked with Conte and linked with and Potter. I would have taken Conte because even if he's a two, three year fix, right, he gets you trophies. What's right? He's done it everywhere he's gone. He's got trophies. So why is so, it? I mean, yeah, look what happened with us. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but the, like Conte, Conte was still Conte doing next. it. No, but Conte was still managing to do it like big time. And to be fair, you sat in a, 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 a good place. It. Cup final, yeah, so he might have got you a trophy. So, in yeah, all honesty, he's doing it in a good. He's doing it, and he's leaving the team in a good place. He's not like destroying the team at the same time, right? And that, 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 I just didn't get why we didn't go in for him. Potter, for example, again, like top quality manager, knows how to deal with players, knows how to manage players properly, knows how to get a best lineup, a best eleven, outplay that squad, pretty much hands down, right? Brighton have got no right to be where they are right now in the league, not on paper, but every season they seem to do it. Yeah, I think so, I saw something about. I think I saw something about Brighton that only City, City, Chelsea, and Liverpool have lost less games in the league that's, this year. That's, than Brighton. There you go then. So They've like, so many. Uh, that's that's what that's what I'm saying. So um, like for me, like I'd if you were offered Graham, if we don't get like if Graham Potter was available, I'd take him straight away as well. Because if you're looking for a long-term project, that's someone I could build it around quite easily. Because, for example... I just I think at say... the moment, Spurs, though, just going back to Spurs, I think they have... They're, they're, at the moment, Spurs have to be the favourites for fourth. That's how, that's, how, that, well, that's how it feels from the outside. I don't know if, I don't know if anyone else agrees. Screen. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I do. I do. I think you've got a manager, like you say, you've got the games in hand, you've got a little bit of form coming. Like you said, like um, Mark said, you're doing it I as well without Kane really. I mean, I think West Ham are good, but I think, like Mike says, Mike, me, me and Mike talk about this a lot. It's not, it's not West Ham's first 11 at all. I mean, and, and, and mm. Moyes has done a great job there, but they, they will get found out if they don't buy. Depth. I mean, they bought that yeah. crowd guy, and he never plays. I mean, it's almost George, like they don't, they're, they're worried yeah. to play him. I don't. I don't the, yeah, we got him on loan. Yeah, it's dodgy situation. He's managing to outplay that squad on pa- that on paper shouldn't be where it, where it should be, and he's managing to outdo it. But you ask any Arsenal fans, who would you take out of um, um, uh, my stand side for Arsenal? And they'd say maybe f- their right back, maybe Declan Rice. Rice. Yeah, I, mean, de- I mean, definitely. Declan I mean, Rice. everyone would have Rice, right? Anyone oh, yeah. saying yeah. they would maybe oh, right. take Declan Rice is just a joker because he yeah. he goes into probably every single Premier League. Yeah, I take in, I take in... Declan Rice, but then there's also an option of Calvin Phillips to me as well. So it's one of the two for me. I just think I just think with West Ham, I don't, I, and it's no disrespect at all because there's part of me that would love West Ham to do it over Spurs say, and though, Arsenal. What always has managed to do there, he's done that. In, well, after being appointed a week, about a week after Arteta was appointed, and he's managing yeah, to finish in Europe 
in both seasons, in his first full season, and now he's going to probably finish in his second full season. Well, we finished eighth twice, and and one one time in an FA Cup. So, surely his process is working better. We'll probably take what you've had with Arteta over what we've had. (laughs) So he says, is that that weird kind of thing? With Arteta, with Arteta, do you think there's an element of uh, similar to Manchester United with Solskjaer because they're they're I, I don't know if Arteta's considered a club legend. He was obviously a top no. player, but because <laughs> he, he played for you, and, come, come, if if you're doing Vieira, yeah. Well, me and Mark, guarantee me and Mark will take two FA Cups in a you know have a long Arteta. Yeah, but Arteta, yeah, but Arteta, come on, come on. Do, do, do you think he's getting a little bit more leeway because he used to play for you in a similar way that uh, uh, you know? Because with Solskjaer, if that was anyone else who hadn't played for mm. United. He'd have probably gone earlier than he did. So, do you think Arteta's but, getting a little bit of leeway? Probably, but Chris, for example, Arteta, for example, the problem is the reason he hasn't gone, and the reason he should, hasn't gone after the Spurs game when I went Arteta out uh, last season in the North London derby at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last season, then the North, then against Villarreal when we got knocked out of Europe, that should have been when he was gone. Should have been straight out the door after that game because we. We didn't score just one goal. He had he tried to score one goal and he takes our striker off. I'm sorry, it's a capital offence. He should have gone after that. Mate. But um, he, it's, after all those chances, and they're still saying that he's still good enough. And I'm, I'm yeah, it's he do gets more, say, he gets more chance. He gets more chance. Sorry, he gets more chances than Wenger ever did. And look what Wenger done for us. Do you not see, like, again, from the outside looking in, I think now I've never seen Arsenal as a threat for two or three seasons, really. But now, mm. I, I, I watched you the other day against Liverpool and I watched you against Man City. Oh, I see the improvement. I do wow, see the improvement. I, 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 yeah. I think now, like, would it be, if you if you back him a little bit, he gets rid of um, some of the bad eggs, like in, I don't know whether he is or not, but from the outside, again, looking in Aubameyang, and some of the others, and starts bringing yeah, through a few of the youth team. Is it not the time to back him now? He's been there. He's got a system in place. Getting rid of him mm. now is that the right no. thing to do? For me, he needs to prove he can do a title challenge. For me, in the next, we've been by not next season, maybe the season after. You should be thinking it's about so a title race. It's so difficult when you've got Chelsea and Man City. Of course, it's difficult, but then millions all top millions. league sports difficult, and like they're not going to just without the money, without your... the financial backing. It, no one. We spent the most. Yeah, but we've met, we've spent the most in this last transfer window. Yeah, but but yeah, but so you're we going about you, tight. You're talking collectively though over a four or five year period. We spent the most remember, since twenty seven since we bought the club outright hundred percent by the Bumpies, we've spent the most out of any other club in the league. Oh, really? Well, I'd have thought that we'd have been right up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but, yeah, but, but but this is the thing, so we can do it. I thought we we've got Levy, we're the lowest, aren't we? <laughs> I, I, right. I just think I just think City City even Liverpool to a degree, you know, as well, um, if you've got to get 92, 93 points to win a league, you have got to. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I mean, we finished second last year, and, and I think we did well. We were in it, really in it, till February, right? And I, you know, I remember Pogba scoring against Fulham. We were, we went top of the league. I think that was that was early February. 
March mm. and April. Uh, April for me is like if you lose it, then I'd say it's like a title race. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I just think... we've lost it so many times in February. We've been out all in one week, and we I just think like Mark so says, I can see, I can and see. I got with Avenger because of it. I can see Arsenal now. I, I I personally can see like a style, like a like a thing of Arsenal, and it, it, I think I feel like it it is more concerning, like like in, as a United fan. So. That, that's where I am with it. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to win a league. I don't think he is. I, I don't. I, I don't think he is. But there, you, you've really got to go some at the moment to top top all that that top three. I mean, they are three elite managers, really elite managers who can all spend fairly big money. Okay, Liverpool don't maybe spend as much as the other two, but they, Again, have they spend it well, Ben. They spend yeah. it well. They rarely get a transfer. Wrong, that's, yeah, that's Agreed. the thing. They spend Agreed. it well, and that's the thing is that Will Arteta. Which so far he's been given what he's got, what he wanted. He's got what he's wanted so far, at the minute. Yeah. So how many points minute, did you end with, Steve, last year? How many points? I don't know. You're gonna have to tell me. Ed. I, I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's just say for argument, it was seventy-five. I don't know. <laughs> it might have been less. Last season, right? But 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 I mean, to to find twenty points, no matter how much you spend in one season, if that's what you've got to get to, ninety-five. That is incredibly difficult. I mean, incredibly difficult. And you know, they City have raised the bar in terms of just. But that's why you need an elite manager. Then. Agree, but so they're not. I mean, they don't. They, then there's not many around. And and you know, like the Premier League is particularly tough because I think managers who want to come or players who want to come know that probably year in year out, unless you're probably playing for City and Liverpool, you might not always get top four. You might have a have to have, have a season sitting out of the Champions League. Or a couple of seasons out of the Champions League. You know, I mean, even like Adidas with United mm-hmm. put a clause in United's contract. I think if we don't finish in yeah, the Champions League places two I years in a row, that. they'd cut our money. You know, it isn't it isn't um like Spain where generally you mm. could you know your you know the top three or you know I understand that, but like in the end, that's why I want an elite manager. Who who would you want, it. Steve? Who would you want in now? Just now, uh, like, the ones available. That one now. Uh, mm. the ones that are available. Yeah, like, or realistically, you could, you could get Ten Hag. Mm. Great, you're great at managing young players. Mm. Attacking style of play suits Arsenal to a T. Right, so I would take Ten Hag in heartbeat if that's my real ambitious target. Like, because for me, like that, I think he can take us. Maybe not too. He can take us to a title challenge. Right, and this is the thing. If Arteta doesn't get top four this season, it proves to me he can't handle the pressure. If he can't handle the pressure of top four, he can't handle the pressure of the league. No way. And if that's the case, I'm not going to sit here and back him because I got rid of a manager for continually finishing top four, and in the last two seasons finished fifth and sixth. So why would I back a manager that's doing the same thing? Maybe oh, I, I I just I'm just I'm just fan of a patient approach with the manager. I think you have to give him time. I, I, and I think, trust me, I, I tried to give him time, but in the end, it's it's clear to me he's not going to get to what I want. I think I think Spurs though. I think I think I think Spurs are like I, I, this season. I would have them now as favourites of top four. You mean you, all, all mm. four of us are aiming for that top four? Obviously, West Ham are in that space. But uh, before we get on that, Mark, I know you need to go in a minute. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, Some. Some people, some people have all said, sorry, is that um, uh, with with um, with Art with Art and the whole gist of it is that 
if he doesn't if he doesn't get it like if he doesn't get the pressure of top four and he can't achieve it then it just doesn't prove it to me it just doesn't prove it to me whatsoever that he can take us all away and in the end there's some fans that have never backed him at all because he was never because they do not believe in training a manager right for an extensed period of time and when you see other clubs like even West Ham have got lesser squads and they doing seem to be doing better than us, it raises the question mark, why aren't we doing that? Right, so in the end, as much as I've given him a chance, if he does he's proving to me, still proving to me that he won't be able to challenge for the league. And if he's not gonna do that, then I'm I'm not gonna back it. Because that's what I want. That's what I want in the end. And that's not saying I want it this season or next season. I'm saying in the long run, the long objective, how long we've got with it. Okay. Well, West Ham are, are fourth at the moment. And uh, I asked earlier any teams who surprised you. West Ham have surprised me, Mike, because I thought mm. with Europa League, and, and the, you have got a smallish squad, I guess. Um, we've got. That it, that it, yeah, that it, that it would have uh, uh, hampered your league progress, obviously, because you're fighting on two fronts and you're. you're Qualified through to the knockouts of the Europa. I can't remember if you finished first or second. I think first, but anyway. Uh, and now you're fourth. Uh, obviously, games in hand and, and change that. But uh, at this moment in time, as the league table stands, you're in fourth. Um, you you must be pretty happy. I know yesterday you were furious. Uh, I know it's firing all Yesterday yeah. was an odd one. And it was, um... But yeah, uh, you must be delighted with your season at this moment yeah. in but let's face it. I think when we chatted uh, earlier in the season, I said if we finish eighth, that's mm. that's fine. You know, we, we're still looking to consolidate. And the problem is, we started so well again that you uh, you start to believe. Me being a West Ham fan, I am waiting for that bubble to burst, like every good West Ham fan should be. <laughs> we're just sitting there waiting for that bubble just to go, and then uh, us maybe, still... maybe you shouldn't blow the bubbles in. <laughs> yeah, so it's just you know, we it's just how we how we we are we're programmed to not expect much that's why you know we joke around singing that we are massive it's just that it's just a pure joke because for us to be where we are is not where we expected to be he's done this with Everton remember? yeah he did he did do it with Everton and uh, to be honest when he first came in none of us expected us it to go back this way because mm. Moyes didn't look like that manager and Prior to us going into lockdown, there was a genuine fear we was going to get relegated, and we weren't playing well at all. When we went it's into lockdown, reputation from Man United. Yeah, that. yeah. When once we come out of lockdown, um, as a as a team under Moyes, we completely changed, as well as even some of how we played. There's always been Moyes some things that you get concerned about, and that some of the substitutes you look at and go, you question why he's making that sub or why it's taken so long to make that. But by and large, as a West Ham fan, you, you, there's not much you can complain about. You know, we last season was a brilliant season. We've been for the first half of the season until December, where we first then saw Bonner go down. We then saw Zuma go down. We then lost Cresswell. You know, all of a sudden we've lost three of our back four. Even Sufal went at one point. So, you know, December's been a rocky month for us. Um, and, you know, January's been pretty good up until the Leeds game. 
but we, we, we're now starting to creak because of the injuries. And, you know, we had Su, uh, Suchek was out for, for a COVID case. And, you know, we then only had Rice in midfield with Lanzini. So it's once you get past that first 11, that first 11 is strong. And then, you know, the old saying of we can beat anyone on our, on our day, but we've proven that this season because we've beaten Liverpool at home, beaten Chelsea at home, should have got a better result against Man United as well, and beat yourselves at home. So, you know, it's we have beaten the best bar Man City this season, you know. Um, so on our day, we have beaten good teams and we've been really um, been played, been playing some real quality stuff. But now is the concerning part because we we've lost the Leeds game. Now the next game against Man United is if our ambitions to be in that top six, top four conversation, we can't lose to Man United, you know, because United have games in hand. Uh, obviously, Arsenal do, Tottenham do. So that that game against United is a game that we can't lose if we have aspirations of being top six, top four, because other teams are are, are coming. You know, there's no two ways about it. Um, if we okay. can manage not to lose that. Yeah. Just very quickly, Mark, to uh, jump off. Cheers for Mark. Uh, anyone wants to follow his Basketball Emotion podcast, you can find that uh, if you go to his uh, Twitter handle at 1981 Spur. Uh, sorry, sorry, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, now it's really important for us to get this January window correct because not only is it important for us to get it right for the remainder of the season to kind of set us up to go, but it's also one of the most important things is to set a set a tone to Declan Rice that we are progressing and in the summer we go again because I think we will have him for another summer. Although there's all the rumours that are coming round, the club, rightly or wrongly, have really made um, a stance, whether it's right or wrong. <laughs> it's another thing, but they've made a point of saying 200 million. Obviously, they put a number that they know no one is going to pay. Exactly. What um, because quite frankly, it's like with a house, isn't it? I don't want to sell my house and you come up to me and say, I want your house. It's like, yeah, right. Then it's twice the amount. It's exactly what uh, Levy did with Kane in the summer as well. And, but, we you know, did, but we never gave a gentleman's agreement. Uh, <laughs> neither did Levy. He just said that and then he walked yeah, off. No. I have to be honest, Mike, a gentleman's agreement for your lot is probably the same as a Levy's agreement. <laughs> <laughs> No, to be honest, mate, with ours, it probably comes with a, with a copy of Razzle. So, Rice <laughs> and Kane are very similar in the sense that Kane's always said if we're progressing and moving upwards, he'll yep. stay. And I think if you get into the top four, definitely you're progressing there, so you'll definitely stay. But if you're on the verge of it, you're not dropping, and he's a West Ham fan, so I think he will stay. But in terms of uh, your priorities now, you're obviously in the uh, knockouts of the Europa. You've got a very small team as well who have dropped out from the Champions League. Barcelona, uh, Barcelona. Oh, do them, mate. It's fine. Easy. <laughs> I, I, I know they're ne- not the team by any stretch they used to be, but they're still a huge, huge team. And they're yeah, probably it's, it's... one of the favourites, if not the favourites. But but the way you're playing, and, and you can beat anyone in a day, you mentioned Liverpool, you mentioned City, Chelsea, uh, Spurs. You can beat anyone on your day, and it's two legs in, 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 in those games unless you get to the final, and then that's one. Um, but what's your priority? Top four or, or winning the Europa League? Uh, uh, or, there's obviously the FA Cup as well. Yeah, but so, well. Yeah. And in January, what do you think you need to achieve whatever your objectives are, and do you think you'll get them? 
what I think we need and what I think we'll get are two separate things. What I think we need is, is a lot more than what we can do. Yeah. So, you know, we need a centre forward. Um, not really as backup. We need a centre forward who can compete with Mikel Antonio because as much as we all love Antonio at West Ham, he can go from Champions League to Sunday League in 30 seconds. He, he does, He does though, give you a threat constantly. He, he does. I mean, this is the thing with Antonio. He can get the ball, he can take it around three players, get five yards up, out, and then twat it over the crossbar. That's Mikel Antonio in a nutshell. In fact, he could probably hit it out for a corner. We Harry Kane, he's but, uh, regardless one of the best in the world, so you know it happens. But but as long as you're still contributing, and really he 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 assisted one of the goals yesterday, and he, he should have assisted another one. My Bowen's not gone with his head, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm too fair uh, to Bowen. He turned around and he like he stated that he let everyone down, which you know is a ridiculous statement coming from a player who's got 18 goal assists. Sorry, 18 goals and assists this season. All um, top strikers tell you who used to play in the game. Shearer says it all the time when he's on match of the day. The time to worry is when you're not getting chances. Yeah, exactly. If you're not getting chances, that's because you're not moving and you're not, yeah. you, you know. So he, he's always a threat to me. And, and he didn't get the chances yesterday, really, but he's got, he got some assist. Well, he got one assist and should have got another. So he's still contributing he's, to the team. He's massively he contributing. Yeah, and he's massively contributing, Antonio. The problem is, as we said at the start of the season, he tends to have hamstrings made of cheese strings. Um, so, you know... <laughs> It it, it's, it can be a bit of a worry, you know. We've got to rely on... We've got one man who can play that role. And if he goes, that is our season. You know, yeah. we don't... Well, that's what happened last season. Great, I can't see Brighton taking that mantle up front. That's what happened last season when you were wearing fourth or really in the, the thing. Vice Antonio got injured. It kind of derailed the last exactly. uh, few games. This is the problem yeah, when we look at our team. Right. You know, we need a centre-forward. We certainly need a centre back. You know, that, in an ideal world, we'd 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 actually go and get a, a, a centre midfield because a Kral's not worked out. So there's clearly a need for another centre midfielder because if you go once you go past two check and rice, that the the level of quality drops drastically. Um, and you know, arguably again, you know, you look at what happened with Cresswell. If he's if he gets another injury, we're relying maybe on Johnson to kind of come in, but. You know, it's a big ask for the kid to go on his unfavoured side, and even though he's been brilliant there, to go on and and do do think do that thing. So, you know, arguably we need a, a left back, centre back, a midfielder, and a centre forward. Are they realistic? No. You know, what, Mike, you know, you, you know what striker I think would be good for you? That chap that plays for Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ale, is it? Ale, Ale, he was alright, yeah. 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 I've heard right. about him quite yeah. well at yeah. Yeah. as well. You look good in your colours, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, been a terrific season for West Ham, or half season for West Ham, certainly on the back of last season. Like I said, I had you not struggling. I had you maybe 10th, something like that, because yeah. the Europa League would... And, and to be honest, I think that's... So to be fourth and, and be in the running, uh, well... Well, it's not February yet, but nearly February. I think it's tremendous. And and in terms of manager of the season, I mean, it will obviously go to whoever wins the league, Liverpool, which uh, is absolutely ridiculous. I think uh, uh, Moyes was very unlucky not to get it last year. For me, it should go to the manager yeah, who achieved above their expectation the most. And most teams had West Ham to be in a relegation battle and you finished fifth or sixth, I can't quite remember. Yeah, if we, um, if we, if we were to ended up in the um, uh, yeah, Europa League, 
which no one would have given you even a they would have laughed at you at the beginning of the last season. So I think he was very unfortunate and he's doing the same again, but it will obviously get a clock or Tuchel or, or uh, uh, Pep. But, and that's um, the thing. It, essentially, if it's the Premier League, it goes to either wins the Premier League or wins the Champions League, right? That's the manager of the season. Even though it's meant to be based on the, the Premier League, it's, it, it's not. But, yeah. you know, that whatever, whatever that really is. But, you know, if we was to finish fourth, that is an incredible achievement because, quite frankly, on paper that our squad... One isn't big enough. It also doesn't have the talent of other teams. So to, to get there would be ridiculous because we don't have a manager of the calibre of other managers, you know, and that's being brutally honest about where we are. Um, same with the playing staff. But what we have is a brilliant team mentality that he's fostered and players that work incredibly hard for him. So, you know, what, what he has done to that club is he's taken what Pellegrini tried to do but added the work ethic to it. And, you know, he's got players that want to work before letting their talent shine out. You know, the prime example of one of those players is look at the difference in Ben Rama this season to last season, but also look at Fornells, the way he plays and how... Oh, yes, they wasn't he? Oh, he's a brilliant no, goal. And he was absolutely everywhere against Leeds. And one of the players as well as Declan Rice, who could have walked off that pitch with their head held very high. He's been great, any he, four now? Yeah. Every time I've watched him, because I think I think it's when Lingard didn't go back in the summer, I think mm. a few people thought, oh, mm. you know, I think maybe me included thought, oh, maybe that might be the I'm difference between, you know, full or, or, you know, a bit lower down. But Fournells has really stepped up in that kind of role, yep. hasn't he? And I think, mm. you know, I think, oh, you know... So what, I'm, I, surprised, I'm surprised that Lingard decided not to go. I think there was a bit of... Like family because... stuff as well why he stayed at United and I can understand yeah. why Lingard stayed you know it's, it's his boyhood club um, Ronaldo just yeah, signed get the time though well I think Oli no, did promise him though I think Oli did I think I think Oli maybe did a, ha- a bit of a hatchet on him I, I think he yeah, did I say think he uh, got you know, after dream. Bruno I see you as the next in line in that role and then Bruno never doesn't very rarely doesn't play so it's you know yeah, it's that I think kind he got of... Dream and there's, there's a lot of yeah, Lingard we've been linked with Lingard uh, well, I'm sure if we could be going back in for him. Um, I don't think we will stop going in for Lingard until he signs with someone else, to be perfectly honest. It, such is the love affair that Moyes has for Lingard. I think it's, you know, it's like the one that got away for him, you know. It's, it's the girl that he can't stop. <laughs> can't I, I stop think setting. I think if Lingard was to leave United, he would only really want to go West Ham. Because I, I read something I read something um, last week that was saying that apparently Newcastle are interested as well. Mm. I think United quoted West Ham, they wanted five million in January, but they quoted Newcastle 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it was... It was Amazing. But what? But that, let's face it. That's what every club's going to do in Newcastle, isn't it? You have one price for everyone else. You have a price for Newcastle. Everyone's going to want a slice of the pie when Newcastle come calling. So you know, um, Lingard would be a smart. For Lingard would be a smart move to come back to West Ham, obviously, because the games he'll play and he will be essentially the fulcrum of our attack. Mm. But you know, on the other hand, I can understand why he wanted to stay. You know, he probably got sold a dream, and I think he was maybe a bit naive to believe it. And just um, to cut you off, sorry, yeah. Steve, I know you need to leave. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. No uh, you've got your own channel. Well, it's in the uh, description for people anyway, but uh, for anyone who doesn't know where it is, uh, what's your channel? Uh, tell us a bit about it. Yeah, it's SVT TV. We do Arsenal football. And uh, though we do F1 content, the F1 content will be going 
are to its new channel home by the end of February. The channels launched this Friday um, before the Checker Flag Show in S Feetly F1. Uh, so um, yeah, uh, the Twitter and Instagram pages are literally it's at S Feetly and just put F1 on the end of that, and you can follow those two pages on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, it again un, it doesn't support as much as SVT TV and Children's Living Disease Foundation, but if it does get monetized, uh, unlike eighty percent that goes to the charity via SVT TV, fifty percent will go to uh, uh, the charity from SVDF One if it gets monetized. Days, so uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, uh, start a new channel. channel. It's a great channel, great channel, great guest, and uh, yeah, it's good to have a conversation that doesn't involve uh, name calling with an Arsenal fan. I'm sure you'll <laughs> fan. Um, but yeah, and, and certainly when we end up having this rearranged game, I'm sure uh, I have to get you on here as well, Luca as well, who's in the chat as well. How you doing, Luca? Um, yeah, you got yeah. me on there just a bit, giving me a bit of reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and uh, take it easy. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Make sure Cheers, when you've had this subscribe on here, what's, you're going to Mike, what's your, um, Ben, what's your Twitters? Then I can. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, hang on. Let's <laughs> see if I can change I it. I have here. no idea. I've got nothing to promote, Steve. I'm very boring. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris has put it in his thing. I honestly don't know my handle. Honestly, I'm not even a joke. Yeah, if, you, if you go yeah, on, Mike yeah. be in, the, in the handle now. And they're both on the description for you, Steve, as well. So if you need oh, that, okay, uh, they're in the description. So, and okay. on the, uh, the tweet that you'll get tomorrow to promote this, you'll get the, the Twitter handle. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Wicked. Oh, awesome. noise. Cheers, Steve. Take it easy. Yeah, man. Take See, care, you bye. See you later. See you. Thanks to Steve there as well. Uh, yeah, Arsenal fan. It's good to see that, uh, you know. Quite surprised he was so angry at Arsenal rather than the Premier League about the fixture. Yeah, I really, but, um, I really didn't realise there was so much hate towards Arteta, Arteta. Really, still, I thought that had sort of dissipated a little bit. But there you go, you don't know. Yeah, yeah I think it's, uh, he's, I think he's Marmite manager for some. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I just... we've got minutes away from an equaliser, light years away from a trophy. I'm assuming that's about Um <laughs> <laughs> Could be yeah. about West Ham, to be honest, <laughs> mate. I think I think you put all three of us in that. <laughs> well, I mean, another team now, Ben. Uh, you know, uh, talk about Ragnick, Ronaldo, Martial. Uh, uh, you're not allowed Poch. I've decided after Ragnick. Uh, he's obviously a temporary manager, which uh, I always think is a bit risky because the players who are, aren't in favour there, we, we, he's only here for six months. So, you know, in six months, a new manager comes in. Ronaldo's just come out and then said, uh, seems to suggest that the uh, a lot of or some players there aren't all about winning. It's about getting top four, where he said, if it's not top three, I can't remember exactly what he said, but if it's not top three, he's not interested. That's not exactly what he said, but it's a similar thing. And then rumours now that Martial didn't... Uh, does it turn up to training? And then there's a bit of an argument between Ragnick and him about what happened. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's game of said about Spurs. I mean, light years away from a trophy. There's only one team that can be about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of Man United, I mean, let's have a look at the table. I mean, you're below us, but obviously you're going to have some games in hand as well. You've got, you've got two games ahead of us, but two games in hand on West Ham, uh, yeah. point behind us, seventh. Uh, 
I mean, it's not beyond the realms that you'll get a top four. Uh, it's not beyond the realms that any of us or, 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 or Spurs or Man United will get top four. West Ham keep hold of top four or Arsenal or Leicester get in themselves. Uh, it's been a bit of a weird season. Ronaldo coming in was obviously the massive fanfare, played really well against uh, uh, Newcastle. It's kind of gone downhill from there, similar to my fancy football team. He did superb in that opening game and it's all gone downhill. Um, but... Uh, I mean, Manchester United should be winning things because you're the biggest club in the world. So I'm assuming you're not particularly happy being in seventh and, and being miles off of the, the, the top again. But uh, yeah, your I, thoughts I, this season so far, halfway through? Yeah, I mean, obviously, just I think I think obviously finishing second last year, we really wanted to kick on. I said, I think I said previously, you know, in February we were there or thereabouts, you know, and obviously we're not going to be there this year. So we, you know. I always look at it by like the points that you make, you know, I always think that, you know, progress isn't always defined by position you finish, you know, I mean, if, if, if you finish a place lower, but you get 10 more points in the season, you know, you can still claim, I think, progress there. Um, I think, I think the problem with United is, I think there was a, a great sign at the, at the game at the weekend that said something along the lines of, um, rotten from the top to the bottom and that's like a little bit kind of how it feels at united at the moment it's um it's, it's not a harmonious a atmosphere way there uh, yeah obviously i can tell you yeah it, it, it's it's not it's not it's not a harmonious place i think um you got about 11 players haven't you wanting out at the moment it, Oh, uh, obviously, YouTube doesn't like Man United. It's cut him off. We'll talk about Spurs yeah, again. Back. <laughs> I was saying, Ben, isn't there? Isn't it that you've got like eleven players or something that Ranić is essentially not ostracized, but he's the way he's come in, the way he's been. He's there's like eleven players that have just said they want out. Yeah, I think we've got. Um, I think we've got. I think we've obviously got. Um, you know the Ronaldo thing. Some players aren't taking. You know his him coming in very well. Um, so I don't know. I think there's a lot to go with United. I think we've got a, a big rebuild on us our hands. To be honest. Yeah, uh, there's quite a few teams I think that have. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, one that it's gamer has said he's a Chelsea fan. Man City have to lose four games in a row. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, United is in a state, drew two all after extra time, I think, but well, I'm not sure who. No, Aston Villa. Who, yeah, Aston, Villa. Aston Villa, yeah. Oh, I think, I think, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think a little bit because of their signings of the window. But yeah, I mean, you were 2-0 up. It was Fernandez's best performance of the season. He he did a bit where um, he chased after a lost cause, which we haven't really seen from him. And and talks about Arsenal against uh, 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 Liverpool, all working for for the team, apart from maybe Jacko who's having a bath. Uh, but they're all working for the team. But it it, 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 it was surprising. I, I heard it on Sky Sports that, you know, Fernandez was chasing after a lost cause. So that surprise suggests that maybe you haven't been working as a team. But it, it, it shouldn't come as a surprise that players are running after things and, and trying. That's the way it sounded on Sky Sports. So, and, and like Ben, uh, ben your Ben, like Mike said, uh, uh, Ragnick wanting 11 players out, he's only there six months. How you know, I know. 
11 players have wanted out because of Ragnick. Which obviously 10 of those players could be players that the new manager, whoever that may be, I need them in my team. So do you think it's a disappointing him into him? No, no, I, I, I don't, because I think Redneck's actual value to us will come after he goes upstairs. I think that's, that's always been the case. I, 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 He's a manager now and then goes upstairs. Yeah, I, I, well, that's, that's always the plan, I think. I think I think what I would say, and it, go, it goes for every club, United aren't special in this in this aspect. If you don't want to play for the club, go. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, you know, be brilliant. You know, but if you're not willing to do the basics and just run, just run, you know, Run hard, you know. Come off not with no regrets at the end of the game, you know. Then I mean, this is Man United. We'll find players again. That that, that comes to your your point earlier with Martial. If you don't want to play, go. Yeah. All Pog, right. Pogba Pog the same. I want to go. Someone needs to pay me two hundred eighty grand, and I hardly ever play. That that then comes the issue. We're going to have that with Mbappe, uh, Delhi, whatever he's on. Who, yeah. who, who Levy will demand? You know. 40 million each for them. And uh, I mean, that's dreamland. That's the thing, isn't it? Like United hierarchy will complain about there's an inflation in the market, whether that be January or summer um, and then about wages. It's like, but then, but that's of your own making. You're, if you're offering players like Pogba 500 grand a week, um, then the next player comes in and goes, well, I'm playing as many games as him. I'm going to be your new star. Well, I want 600 grand. The problem with Pogba He's like Gareth Bell, wasn't it? When he went to Real Madrid, the same thing happened with him and Ronaldo. He's like, I'm, I'm going to be your star man. You're building this around me. And I, I think oh, one, I one of the problems with um, Pogba is he's seen as a bit of a, a troublemaker and he's on 500 grand and United will demand X money. Quite quite honestly, though, Chris, I couldn't care less what he's what, how people think of him. If he turns up and plays well, <laughs> I'd like if if, De- if Declan Rice is you know being a nuisance in the changing room at West Ham, but he turns up every week and puts in eight out of ten performances, people don't talk about it. it that's just the way it is. Pogba has missed eighty-two league games since he's come back to United. <laughs> eighty-two injury, injury suspension, or you know whatever, right? Three seasons, nearly. Yeah. You know, you know. So, look, look. Obviously, we don't want to sell him for free, but we we might have to. Fine. But if it comes about, if he doesn't want to be here, then I'm I'm happy for him to go. I really am. And I think the, the one thing I would say about Ronaldo's comments is, I think Ronaldo's problem is body language, and I get that body language. I don't like it necessarily, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be angry at Ronaldo for having standards for Manchester United. You know, yeah. like I mean. Like you said, Chris. I mean, I mean, what United? What founded in eighteen seventy-eight, something like that. We've only we haven't won the league a hundred times. You know, no. there's been plenty of seasons where we haven't won the league. The majority, in fact. All right. So I'm not concerned necessarily, but but you've got to show progress. And under Ragnicka, what I would say is I'm getting very LVG vibes. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I can't exactly. go back there. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't go. I can't go back there. That that would they were dark times. And and you mean you don't want another dossier on a team playing a long ball football? Nah, I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Right. Right. And, and pe- people say what you like about Ollie, right? I enjoyed watching Ollie's teams. Right. I I, I enjoyed it. 
Like we, yeah, you know, I think some of us also enjoyed watching. Yeah, all these teams. but we spanked teams as well. We, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we, and for someone to do better than Ollie, they've got to win the league. Yeah, simple well, yeah. as that. And so, the big problem is, it's who do you get to do that when there's Pep only three managers? There's only three managers I would be considering at the moment, and that's Poch, Ten Hag, Aladdin. And Potter. They're the only three. I, I think I'd cry if it's long term anyway, as as a manager. That's fine. Very much you go long term on that one. Fine. But f- fine. Like that's the case, it's the case. I, I think Brendan Rogers might be a, a, the next one, but you Will know, he, you know he accepted being what he did at Liverpool. Uh, we'll come on to uh, Benitez in a little bit. Uh will he will he be accepted there if he doesn't hit the ground running instantly if you got him? Maybe not, but would any manager be accepted? I mean, what United have got to get out of, and and this yeah. is why I was saying earlier to uh, Steve about, you know, about I'm a fan of, you know, time. You know, like Mike, Mike's in it now with West Ham. They've got a team that knows who's boss. That manager's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? You run, like Ben Rama, he was saying Ben Rama might not have run as much last, se- last season. He's running this season because he gets to get more minutes, right? And... You know, and I take the point about the short term thing with Redneck. You know, he's got to, you know, got to manage that. And I think Ferguson said, didn't he? I think you've said this before, Chris. It was his biggest mistake saying that year he was going to leave and then he didn't, you know, retire, whatever. And, you know, I think that's where United are at the moment. We are in a bit of a holding pattern. If we can still fall for this season, great. But I mean, to do that, we've probably got to go and win, what, 10, 10, 11 more games from the next 19, probably, minimum. You know, do, do you think you can get fourth? Where, where do you think Ragnick can get you, or do you I think, think he can he, get? Look, do you think look, he needs to dip into the market to be able to get fourth? Look, I don't, I don't mean to sound rude about teams. We, the the players at the moment are a bunch of individuals, but the individuals are good players, mm. right? There's, there's that like, like that, that's that's not a question in my head. I know Maguire gets a lot of stuff, but Varane and Maguire are good enough. Sure, sure. Last season was the best left back in the country. A lot, right. a lot of the England t- you good enough. You've conceded 29 goals this season. So, yeah, well, we've been to, all... to your point, though, but uh, you know, I will take your point that you said that individually these players are good enough as a team, they're not. Yeah. But, but again, I think I would, I would question how many times Varane and Maguire have played together. Varane's had injuries, Maguire's had injuries. De Gea has had his best season in a long time. So yeah, it could no, be yeah. worse. De Gea has stopped you from conceding any more than 29. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. Coming to short, a lot of the players who've, who who played well in the Euros and got late into the Euros, with the exception of Vice, uh, maybe Saka recently, have, have struggled. You know, Kane struggled, Shaw struggled, Maguire struggled. There's been, you know, Pickford, who, who when you look at Everton's uh, position, has struggled. There, there's been quite a few of them. Sterling hasn't had the season that you normally associate with him. Yeah, uh, I mean, but yeah, look- I mean. Do, do you think you can get fourth, or do you think it's slightly out of your reach this no, moment? No, no, no. Look, I think we can. I think uh, I think we can. Like Mike said, I think it's a big game against West Ham next, next week. I think you know, if West Ham beat us there, you know, are, are United really gonna, you know, are West Ham gonna lose three more, four more games than us to the end of the season? Pro- probably not. If I'm honest, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and what we do in there for the rest of the window? Just, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but but again, going to the point, you know, like like. I think I've said this to you before, Chris, but Eric Dyer at Spurs. When Spurs weren't doing well, Dyer got a lot of flack. 
Right. We got a scapegoat every season. It's been yeah. weeks season. Delhi, uh, die like you said before. Kane. It doesn't seen... make it doesn't make him a bad player overnight. No. Right. No. And I think people forget about Maguire that last season he was outstanding, outstanding for us. Right. And I think he got he's got to come in. I think him and Varane, if they could stay fit, would be a good partnership. I don't. I think the good thing about United is if we went and get our manager in the summer. We don't actually need that much, right? Even if the likes of Pogba, we've got um, Jimmy Garner at loan at Nottingham Forest at the moment, who I love, I think will definitely be part of us next year. I think he's, he's playing out there. Obviously, I saw him against Arsenal, was, was, was amazing in that as well. I think we've got four or five other youngsters. I think uh, Ethan Lard at at Bournemouth on loan, being at Swansea as well as a right back in a position right back at the moment, which is very competitive. Wan-Bissaka's not had a good year. Dallow is actually starting at the moment. And I think Ethan Lard is probably better than both of them going forwards. Maybe a bit more worrisome defensively, but there you are. You know, we've got Ahmad, we've got Chong to come back. You know, I'm not saying these players are going to start. Alanga started yesterday or Sunday or whatever it was. And um, and if there's a big clear out, if the likes of Pogba, Ronaldo, Cavani, Lingard go, I'm not overly worried by that. If anything, United have needed it for a while. You know, you know Jones as well. I think is 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 another one. Uh, you know, so I'm not overly. Good. I think we can get fourth. I think Ranek can get us fourth. I have no problem at all about our forward players. I think if Ronaldo and Cavani did go, then we would need a striker. I think. I think Greenwood long term could be that, but he's still young. He's still young there at the moment. But I've got no problem with our forward players. I think under the right manager, we would get something out of them. You know, the Sancho's, the Greenwoods, the Rashfords. You know, the world. I think we'd get more out of there. Um, obviously, midfield is a is a position we need to work on. I like McTominay personally. I I I don't really get the hate for him. I think if 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 Declan Rice had played like he did against Burnley, they would have, everyone would have been falling over themselves. But it's, you know, it, it's... It, it. So I think he needs, maybe not to be a starter, but I think he's fine. I think United could do with two new central midfield players if Pogba goes, you know. And I'm not talking necessarily, you know, well, but it's like Mike very well knows. There's a lot of good value out there. Um, you know, maybe not off the 200 million Rice shelf. But you know the 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 kid at um the kid at Monaco, yeah, his name. Tuchumeni, Tuchumeni. But he's also uh, the player right next to him. Fafana is equally as good as yeah. well. So there's there's value out there, you know. And I think um you know Rice obviously Phillips would be another one. I mean like, the player I'd love more than anything, but I think he's Liverpool bound. Is Bellingham, um, mm. uh, you know I think you know. But there's a lot of players where we can improve there. And what and what we do with Fernandez, I think, is is vitally important. You know, Fernandez really has to be our ten. You know, Fernandez still has created more ch- more clear cut chances than anyone in the league this year. Yeah, you know, right. right. It's not you know, so it, it's it, you know, it hasn't got the the assists or the goals, but you know, and I I don't really like I don't really buy the whole Ronaldo's a problem thing. He's you know, played scored you know enough goals to warrant you know what he does. Does he work hard enough? Maybe not, but I mean, I don't see Salah sprinting like ninety-five yards. You know, I mean, Trent, Trent, Alexander Arnold left one-on-one all the time. So mm. uh, you know, I, I'm not too dismayed. Obviously, the performances aren't good enough at the moment, but 
I have no problem with the squad. I think if we were, if like, I mean, all joking aside, if we were to buy Rice and Bellingham next year and spend 250 million just on those two alone, right? I think the team would be vastly improved. You know, I think it's, it is what it is. We've just got, we've got to find those midfield players. We've got to get that balance right there because going back to Maguire and Varane, they have had no protection this year. McTominay's a box-to-box midfielder. Fred is also a box and sometimes they just abandon it. It's just it's just a big empty space. Uh, what I said to you when we did our, our kind of preview, I, I think you needed like maybe not Vice, but that defensive midfielder. The, yeah, the I think it's I think yeah. it's tricky because I think if you go with like a single defensive midfield player, then you kind of lose Fernandez. Mm. You know, he ends up being in a free, and it's not as good. Whereas if you can find two that are good enough to control a game of football. We've got enough in the rest of the team, I think. And, I, you know, so I'm not too disheartened. I think if you, you know, if Greenwood, Sancho, Rashford, you know, I think they're, they're, I think the future's bright there. I got, it's just not happening at the moment. And I think defensively, like Mike says, we just look so frail. Like even when West Ham, even when West Ham, West Ham, even when United went 2-0 uh, up against, against Aston Villa, when that first goal going, you just knew. It, it was like you just knew like it wasn't it's, it sounds like but in the olden days <laughs> I don't want to go back to the I don't want to sound like Liverpool fans but um, but like in, in, in those days you know 2-0 up Keenan Scholes would have just killed the game yeah. that's what we're missing. That's, that's why I think we need a creative midfielder it's definitely evident against Chelsea is that what you get with a creative midfielder I'll go to Ericsson as an example you obviously get the creativity and the goals and the assists but you also get someone who can control a game and speed yeah. a game up, slow a game down. And, and Ericsson and Dembele between them, when we had Poch in that, <laughs> I say glory days with Poch, we won fuck all. Um, <laughs> but, but that, that was the best I've seen us play in my lifetime. But what used to happen is a team used to score against us. Those two would get on the ball, keep it for five minutes. All the momentum the other team had from scoring a goal dissipated, and then we go again. That's yeah. why I think we need someone creative. But uh, we basically talked about all our three teams, uh, Leicester, uh, and Arsenal as well with uh, Chris and Steve as well. Uh, we better mention the other teams. This is a Premier League review as well. We're not going to go through them like we did last time when we were on here for four hours. But in terms <laughs> of European and relegation places, uh, I'll bring the table up. In, in terms of uh, relegation, I think Burnley have obviously sold Chris Wood, which was quite a surprise. Uh, if they, they didn't have a choice. It was a, yeah, it was a they, release call, wasn't it? Yeah, but if they don't get a striker in, I mean, they are bang in trouble. Newcastle, it depends how their strikers, oh, strikers, uh, new players uh, gel. Uh, well, what Newcastle have done very cleverly, though, is they've weakened those around them, haven't they? They yeah. took. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Personally, with, them and... yeah, not wanting to upset any Newcastle fans, but the, the you know, <laughs> the, the Arabic countries, the, the human rights records are absolutely appalling and, and, Taking them over, I'd love for them to go down. Norwich, I mean, a huge win against Everton. Sorry, he saw that one coming as well. The one against <laughs> Everton, yeah. But obviously, you've got to take into account here games in hand. Burnley, I say, in trouble. They, they're four, three points off. They've got three, four games in hand. Um, one thing, that, one thing that is interesting, though, Chris. One thing that yeah. is interesting is that Burnley play Newcastle last game of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think if, if you look at Newcastle's, if you look at Newcastle's fixtures at the end of the season, right? I'm just mm. going to read them off because I've got I've got them on my phone here, right? So starting in this, this is just April onwards, okay? I'm just going to start in April, right? Spurs away, 
Wolves at home. Leicester. Well, that's, at that's, home. that's three points and zero points, isn't it? Le- Leicester, Leicester at home. Then they've got an easy one away to Norwich. But if that's a, if that's a relegation, if they're all in it still, yeah. those games yeah. become very diff- different, right? Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, and then Burnley last game of the season. So yeah, those running, those three games, those won- three games before the final day of the season, right? Liverpool, City, Arsenal. So if Newcastle aren't picking up considerable points between every, yeah. now and and got to remember the two games they've had postponed for for COVID are away to Everton and away to Southampton. Mm. So they're going to have a lot more away games on the card. I mean, I mean, I, I think. I think Newcastle will survive because, like Mike says, I think they're probably by weakening the others, they'll probably get it. But that goal that Watford scored at the weekend was a massive goal, massive, mm. massive goal. And I think Newcastle. Uh, you asked me a month ago, would Newcastle survive? And I said a hundred percent. I wouldn't have even had a thought. They just spent fifty million in the window, and they would start to go. But they're on twelve points. Yeah. You've got to think that you've got to think that Leeds now are probably away from them. Yeah, I'm not sure that... that was a huge win for Leeds yesterday. Not not yeah, just because of the uh, depleted squad and everything, but in t- you look at the points there. They're uh, was that nine points ahead, uh, and they've got a game in hand on 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 one of those teams in the bottom three. Uh, yeah. Everton, Everton. I mean, what do you make of Everton, Mike? I mean, yeah, I think it was. Uh... Gone right or wrong for Benitez, but I don't think anyone ever thought that this time, 19 games in, there'll be you know six well, points of a relegation zone. But you'd expect them to survive, wouldn't you? They'll get someone in who's still in the ship and then sort them out. I reckon they'll probably go back to Big Dunk and just yeah. uh, ask him to take over to the end of the season. So, yeah, I reckon Duncan will Duncan Ferguson will be the caretaker manager for the rest of the season. I think it's probably the most sensible thing for him to do because last time he went in, he got a reaction. So They'll probably go back to that. Yeah. I mean, um, Calvin hasn't helped their cause at all. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's definitely hurt them. So far. But the thing that is that I found quite amusing about it, obviously, the Devon fans won't find it amusing, but obviously, they brought in Rafa. That was never a fan's choice because the Liverpool mm-hmm. connection, it was never going to go down well. But it's the simple fact that they sold Dina because they were back <laughs> in the manager two days later because he lost the game. <laughs> They sat. Surely, if you're going to back the manager, you then go, we're giving you this window and then we're going to give you three more games. Bought someone in as well. Is it El Ghazi from uh, Uh, Villa? I know they brought in um, uh, Milenkovic. Was Mm. it Milenkovic? Not Milenkovic. Sorry, uh, Mikalenko. They brought in. um, What does he think about this? Oh, Benitez wants you. Oh, thanks, Rafa. I'll sign. Bye, bye, Rafa. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what think? Now he might not be in the manager's plans at all. It's just yeah, it's yeah. Strange. It an odd appointment in the first place because of obviously all of the connections to Liverpool and you know that rivalry. It, it was it's never really going to go down too well. Uh, and then you know, what let's face it, they didn't back him in in the summer. He got what three million he had he got to spend, and that went on to on Damari Gray and getting in uh, Andros Townsend on a free. So. You know, you kind of look at, well, he's not been backed. He gets to January. Um, they backed him with about 27 million on, I think, on, on um, Malenko, um, Malenko, or whatever his name, Mikalenko. 
they then sold Dina because he fell out with uh, Rafa and then they got rid of him because the form was bad. And it's like, well, is he to blame for the form or is that the board to blame for years of spending terribly to the point of uh, financial fair play meant they couldn't spend this summer? Obviously, they managed to find some money in January um, that didn't put them outside of it or in trouble with it. So, you know, you've not technically backed a manager. You've then decided to give him a bit of cash, backed him in that getting rid of one of your best players, and then you lose your next game, you get rid of him. It's just like, it just looks like what they've done is they've seen the fans' outrage and they saw it as directed at the board and it's, we need to distract and this is going to get them partially on side and then forgetting about how bad we have been in this whole situation ourselves and how culpable we are. So let's get rid of Rafa. It's probably chucking big dunk uh, in as caretaker or interim manager to get the fans back all excited because of that. And I hope we get a win next week. It just all seems a bit diversionary as opposed to it's a clear, decisive decision backed by logic. It was never really going to work unless he hit the ground running because of the Liverpool connections. But if we go back to the league, I think Brentford will be okay. It's been a terrific... Anything above uh, 18th for them, they'll take, I would have thought, at the start of the season. New team Mm -hmm. promoted first time ever. Uh, So I think they'll be safe. Uh, Villa will come back to in a sec. Southampton, uh, I like Southampton. And Ragnit... Ragnit, what's his name? Uh, Hassan. Always... Always does a brilliant job there. They always lose players or they always, you know, oh, God, what is Southampton going to do? They have a terrible start and they look to be safe. Palace, as we've mentioned, their they're, they're gamble now of, um, uh, you know, um, trying something with Vieira seems to have paid off. Uh, Leicester, we've talked about. Brighton, uh, uh, you know, you weren't far off there, 11th, if that stays, and that could prove to be the point. But what a job uh, Potter does there. Wolves, I'm surprised about. They they were kind of nowhere at the start of the season. They might be losing try away to us, but that requires Daniel Lane to spend money, so he'll be there until uh, May. Um, but yeah, in terms of Villa, let's go to Villa first, um, uh, Ben. Coutinho, Gerard, Dina. Do, do you see them pushing for European places? No. I'm, not talking, I'm not talking top four here. I'm talking no, Europa. I don't. I don't because I don't. Yeah. Now, I are think, you I, saying you think, don't because you cannot bear Steven Gerrard to... No, I think they'll slip up. I, think, <laughs> I, I agree with Ben. I think on paper they're, they're smart signings, but... Slip up. I wonder if anyone else uh, got that joke. Yeah, yeah I, I got it, yeah. Um, you know, it's... Um, on paper they're smart signings, but you just kind of look at it and go, there's still a bit of a soft underbelly when you look at that defence. You know, you can still look at Villa and go, you can get at them. You know, yeah. I think in fairness to I think in fairness to Gerard, all joking aside, this season is is as much as anything about finding out about the players he's got. Mm. You know, I, I and I think again, you can't you you can't say, oh, you got to give people time, but not Steven Gerrard. You know, you know, like you got you got to give you got to give every manager time. I mean, obviously he'll got he's got Coutinho on loan. Obviously started well. Um. Whether or not they'll end up signing him or not, I don't know. Obviously, I, I would have thought the wages might be quite high, high end it's there. It's an option, isn't it? So they've got a brilliant deal there because if it does go well, they can sign him. If it doesn't go well, no obligation. Send him back. We'll go somewhere yeah. cheaper. 
younger someone whatever. Yeah, I, I just think I, I just think this season might be a bit early for them. I would still see teams like Brighton slightly ahead of them, Leicester slightly ahead of them, Wolves slightly ahead of them. So I think no, and I but I actually in a weird way I kind of think not getting any European football won't be a bad thing for Gerard next year. No, I think no. that, that that would help. Um, I think the big question about the league is, I mean, we're, we're a Villa now on 23 points. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be fine. They won't, yeah. no, they're going down. But but I think the big question is what the threshold will be for the bottom three and like how quickly... It's looking very low, isn't it? Remember the days that it used to be 40 yeah. points? I mean, I think last season... 42 last, points, I reckon, might be it. Last season was 28, wasn't it? Yeah. Last yeah. season, Fulham went down with 28. Yeah, so I think, you know, uh, I think... Villa, so Villa haven't got any worries there. So the sooner Villa get to sort of 30, 30, you know, another 10 points, 33 points, you know, they'll well, then, I think, go, they'll then Villa go cruising. Finish minimum at top half, minimum 10th, I think. I don't know. I, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Everton will, will probably come back a bit. But if, in, ter- in terms of a, a fight for Europe, Ben, uh, we, we're not talking about Champions League here, but we've obviously talked about West Ham and fourth at the moment. Then we've talked about Arsenal, Tottenham, United, uh, yeah. Leicester could break into that top four. Obviously, that then puts uh, <laughs> you down to eighth. Yeah. Uh, anyone you see, let's say eighth for the Europa Conference, because, uh, you know, the FA Cup uh, is won by, you know, uh, Man City or someone who's already in Champions League. Um do you see Brighton, Palace, yeah. maybe? I, you, know what, you, you know what? I keep, I keep, I, I, I like a bang and a the same old tune, but every, every, one of the things I always look for in transfer windows now, are Brighton going to buy a striker? Yeah. I keep thinking, <laughs> just buy a striker. If they can get someone to score, then they will yeah. be up, up there. You know, they've only lost four games all season. Yeah. Um, it's the rest remarkable. Got, yeah. I think 10 draws, six wins. Yeah. No, if I mean, they have a proper striker, they will probably, probably be where West Ham are. If they had a striker this season who could score, essentially, basically, if they would have had Mikel Antonio, yeah. Brighton would be in the top four. I agree. Brighton. I agree. Yeah. I, I, and I think it's going to be top four team right now. Season, with or without a striker, do you see them breaking into the without top striker, eight? No, because they can't, they just no. can't convert chances unless it's in the 90th minute and Mope gets like a 12, gets, yeah. uh, gets in the 18 yard box. It's only in the like the last ninety in the ninetieth minute where they well, seem yeah. to turn it on. In that well, super Danny Welbeck at the bridge, you know. <laughs> that, that, but but I mean, but I mean, like, like joking, all joking aside, I think the the top ten will be the top ten. Mm. I think that what the top ten is now: Leicester, Brighton, Wolves, United. Top, not not in that order necessarily, but those, I think those teams will end up being the top ten. I don't. Yeah. I think Villa will probably be eleventh. I think I mean they're probably the next best. And then I would say the rest of them will just filter down. I think, you know, I think those eleven teams are probably better than the others. And I think, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see much, much difference there. I think Wolves have been the big one for me. I, I really thought after Nuno left, they might struggle um, as well. Certainly yeah. with their, but uh, do, do you see any teams uh, where they are at the moment uh, uh, dropping down massively? No, not really. I mean, like Mike says, if West Ham don't have a, have a thicker squad, then potentially, you know, a couple of... I mean, if they, for example, if they if Rice got injured for a month, or Antonio injured for a couple of months, that's a big blow if they don't sign anyone. I mean, 
you put Palace seventeenth, they're eleventh. I'm assuming that's because you didn't know how it would go. And I, I don't think there's any danger of them slipping down to those levels now. I think they'll finish tenth to thirteenth if they have a bad end to the season, maybe fourteenth. I think yeah, Brentford no have got to be careful. I think Brentford has got to be a little careful. Like it's quite easy for Brentford, for example, to maybe go lose six on the spin. Yeah, you know, that, 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 like like that that type of thing. Um, but you know, I I think that there's enough teams below them. Like you, you can't really see Watford, Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley going and winning ten more games this season. You know, so it so it's you know for me, I hope Watford stay up. I got one of my mates is a Watford season ticket holder. I hope for him they stay up. But like I, 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 you know, and everyone wants Newcastle to go down, right? No one. I mean, no the thing wants. is as well, if you look, you look at it with with Newcastle, pretty much anyone bar I say the traditional top four, so Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and well, so I say traditional because they used to be Arsenal. But if you take Arsenal out of that equation and put in, um, man, uh, put in City, anyone else below that are in trouble when it comes to the, the transfer window because all of a sudden the window for those clubs becomes incredibly inflated because Newcastle will go for everyone that the t- that well every player outside of the reach of sorry within the reach of say the top four teams yeah and the ones in that band below they will go for everyone when you look at someone like Botman for instance we had a look at Botman uh, Milan had a look at Botman and apparently it was worth it was asked about 25 million euros, something like that. Yeah. When Newcastle went in, there was obviously offered to told more, but yeah. clubs are then backing out because it's like, I'm not going to go in there because yeah. not only is the fee going to be inflated because they're going to, well, Newcastle offer me this, what are you going to offer? So they know you're not going to offer as much, but they're going to bump it up probably about at least five to 10 million. Yeah. The players' expectations on wages is also going to go up slightly. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to naturally inflate the market for the clubs in that set below. Yeah, and they're going to be going for all the top players because they're just going to throw money at them. Yeah, I, I, no, it's not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bash them for that because let's face it, everyone's got to start somewhere, and you've yeah. got no money, so it's going to happen. Yeah, but for clubs that are building, such as West Ham, Villa, um, Brighton, you know, yeah. Brighton, um, Wolves, for for example, as well. Like, yeah. we need Newcastle to get relegated next year because yeah. the mark the market is going to be one that we can work and operate in next season. Well, um, if they stay up, they are absolutely mad in the summer because I think a lot of players now are going, no, 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 I don't particularly want to go there because I don't want to, I don't like the prospects of the championship. If they stay up summer, they'll go absolutely mad. I think as well, it'd be interesting to see some of these contracts of the players that go in. Like, I wonder if they've got like relegation out clauses or if we stay up, my wages double. I can see that, you know, you know, you know, because I mean, like, it's a risk for players to go there. I mean, take someone like Trippier, who, who, you know, maybe outsider, but really is in contention to to go to the World Cup next uh, this year, right? He could start next season in the Championship. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think you know, so he's you know, there's there's no way that that can't be a little bit more. I know Trippier wanted to come back to the England because I know he wanted to go to United in the summer, but you he's know, a clever. Oh, I think because before he came to us, he was at Burnley in a relegation scrap, so he knows what you need yeah, for yeah. relegation. I think he's quite a good sign. Wood as well, who apparently have never really been in a relegation scrap, but they've been down at that, yeah. you know, in the bottom three at times. Uh, but Mike, in terms of the top, Man City have been very poor this season because uh, they haven't won the league yet. Um, you know, Chris, yeah, sorry, Chris, 
can I, can, I ask, can I just ask a second, Chris? Who did you say were going to win the league? And Man City are top. I said Liverpool, but uh, it's obviously looking very unlikely now. And you can only really see City unless they have an absolute calamitous uh, fall. Uh, what I would say, we've got four games in hand. So we'd end up going on, uh, you know, uh, above Chelsea if we won all of those. That ain't going to happen, I don't think. We've got Chelsea next. Um those top three, Mike, pretty much saw in the top are pretty much done. Yeah, the top it's, three is what it is what it is going to be. Um, it's, then Chelsea. Yeah, I think I think the top three is what top three will be come the end of the season. Um, Chelsea's stutter in form in the last month or so is is what's going to cost them yeah. really. Um, when you look below it, you probably would say anyone from us down to ninth, which I think is that where United are round round about there at the moment. Whoa, whoa, Mike! Hey, I can't remember where the league is. I'm trying to remember whoa. where everyone is. How how bloody dare you? You look at you look at the league. So anywhere down yeah, to where you bleed. Okay, <laughs> I'm allowed to get a little bit excited. Um, anywhere from fourth down to about eighth, you would probably argue that that could change. In, a, in any kind of time, um, it just takes one club to obviously there's some clubs that have to go on a run potentially of six games of winning because of the games in hand that they have, which then could make it probably in some ways, all those games in hand is probably applies a bit more pressure to their games than they would have and, had they been. And know, they're likely too early are going to be very thick and fast come the end of uh uh, the season, and if they're in Europe as well, got that to contend with. It, it's, I uh, think it's a good sense for you and Arsenal that you're not in European competition. Oh, and God, I forgot we're in Europe still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could come thick and far. Yeah, I think, it, I think as well. I think what I would say about that, again, no disrespect to West Ham, but I, I would say that of the clubs that are there, you would think that if some, if I said to you a team is going to go and win eight on the spin. Yeah. You would probably say that United and Spurs are probably best equipped to do that out of those teams. Exactly. And this is the thing that I said the other day uh, on, on Twitter is that if we have genuine aspirations of being the top four team this season, we had to win that game against Leeds. Not just because it's not just because oh we're playing Leeds, it's because momentum. If you're a top four team, you need to go on a run where you win five or six games in a row. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then you also go on a run where you go about eight to ten games without being defeated. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even that you have to win six games in a row, but as long as within a section of ten games, you're probably winning about six of those, and you are arguably very hard to beat. Uh, oh, sorry, to it's very hard to actually kind of lose, or you actually don't lose those games. Yeah, you, you don't. You don't want teams to look forward to playing you. Yeah, well, yeah. And the teams don't necessarily look forward to playing West Ham. Absolutely not. I'm dreading but, it. What's important for you now? What's important for you now? You lost that game. You win the next one. Ferguson was absolutely genius at that. I mean, the next game is Man United at Old Trafford. Yeah, but so, then what, what a way to respond, you know? Yeah. If you can well, win that, if, if, if you go and. Memory and and because yeah. Ferguson, I, I'm pretty sure when you battered uh, Nottingham Forest, they won at the City Ground. That was after the loss, and that loss was completely forgotten. Uh, so that's what top teams do. And under yeah. Pochettino, under the uh, glory years, u
the game, and then we didn't lose another one for ages, which is uh, your yeah. point. There. I think. Um, I, think is, we, I think as well, Man United going into the, the, the international break gives us a good bounce, and the very next game is Newcastle. So again, all of a sudden you you can if we can win that game, it's going to be very. tough We all for us want to you to win game. that game, Mike. I mean, I love if, it. if we win, but what I mean is if we beat United and then we were to go on to the Newcastle game and do that again, it just sets the ball rolling. The game against Le- uh, Leeds is forgotten, and it's right. We're on. We're on to the next next. Yeah, run. What, what what I would say about United though, I think again, this is awful. I'm not sure of this, but I think we've got a game before you, and you don't. I think we've got Brentford away before you. Whilst you're chatting, let me check the fixtures. Yeah, I'm fairly (laughs) sure I saw that because I remember thinking, "Oh God, we like, like they're going to be fresh." Like, uh, yeah, you have actually. Yeah, you got Brentford on the nineteenth. Yeah, but you haven't got a game, have you? For some reason, because you've played more, obviously. So yeah, Mm. so so. So yeah, I mean it's another thing to, but that game's huge for us and, and like for Spurs because because obviously Spurs have got. I'm trying to look. I'm looking at Spurs fixtures now. You've got Chelsea. Is it Leicester next? Yeah, and then Chelsea. That'd be a laugh. Yeah. So Spurs have got a tough run. So like, I'm looking at it as a United. I'm sure like Mike's looking at it as a West Ham fan, but yeah. I'm looking at you know if we beat Brentford and West Ham, it's possible that Spurs is two games in hand. Although we have been playing, that the points wise they'd have lost. They could have lost two there. Yep. So, I, I yeah. So twelve points behind Chelsea, but we're not. We're not going to win four games in hand, very unlikely. But Ben, in, uh, last thing before we wrap up, in terms of the title, uh, Liverpool and Chelsea, I mean, City are, are done and dusted on top. But when I said Liverpool would win, I, I'll be honest with you, I completely forgot it was African Cup of Nations this uh, this season. And, I mean, Salah and Mane could be out for another, I don't know, three weeks, month. Yeah. Do, do you think they could slip below Chelsea because of the fact that they've only got uh, yeah. their in there and and they looked quite flat against Arsenal you know obviously Arsenal sat deep worked hard as a team but you'd expect Liverpool to score against them I would um, expect now I would expect now that City pretty much will just sort of ever way and, and you know do you know yeah I, I think City will ever way and I think but I think Chelsea Liverpool is still a fight I, I I think I think it is I think Chelsea have had a poor couple of weeks um in terms of results but I don't think I don't like Chelsea could go and win the next ten. They are that type of team, and I think that again, a bit like a bit like you with Kane not playing, Lukaku's not really playing. I mean, well, 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 my girlfriend's dad is a Chelsea fan, so he was all Whoa, we were poor. I was like, don't worry, Doctor Tottenham will come to town. And yeah, four. that's right. I mean, you know, and I think you know, I, I don't, I think those teams, those those three teams are the are the. Are the are above everyone? So Liverpool and Chelsea could interchange. I don't think anyone's beating City, um, but you know, and it is what it is. You know, <laughs> City. Are, I think you know they they could end up with another ninety point odd season, which is just disgusting, really. Yeah, I think it's really going to be City at the top, and it's interchangeable between Chelsea and Liverpool because again, the Af- Afcon yeah. could play massively uh, against Liverpool, but having said that. Chelsea's strike falls are slightly stuttering. Yeah. Um, and then when you look at it from there on, it's really that battle between for fourth and sixth yeah. could be an interesting battle because if we can maintain, it's going to be very tough for us because of the size of our squad and we don't have the quality of the others around us. So, you know, where we are at the moment is probably an inflated position because of uh, the games in hand. Yeah. You know, we've got 
we've got to be exceptional between now and the end of the season to remain where we are. Uh, I think the guys below us can probably, because of the talent they have in attacking positions, can still play mediocre and still win games because of the talent that they have. You know, you only need to give some of these players half a chance and they'll score, whereas we need a, a bona fide chance to score in some of these games. So, you know, West Ham have got quite a tough end to the season as well, haven't they? Yeah. Like, I'm just looking at it here. You've got Chelsea away, Arsenal at home. Norwich away, but again they could be fighting City at home and Brighton away. That's a, that's well, a tough last fixture. And, and City, 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 City and Brighton are our bogey team as well. We've yeah. not beaten Brighton since they've been in the Premier League. City yeah. could be a blessing because you know done and dusted season rotates, give the the youth a chance. Yeah. I'm not sure playing City's ever a blessing. Yeah, but, uh, and, and for West Ham, we don't, we won't we won't rest and play youth, mate. We have got David Moyes. <laughs> no, not youth. City play youth because they've done. Oh, um, even still, I, I don't even think, oh, yeah, it's gonna be very tough, but yeah. And I let's mean... face it if City is still in the Champions League, even if he rests players, Pep doesn't allow his teams to oh, rest. Uh, if, if you know, you get my meaning, that's why he's manager of the year when he wins the league, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, we've pretty much gone through every, every everyone now, and, and yeah, it's always good doing these things, it's always good doing a Spurs show and everything, which. Obviously, that's what this channel is for. Can I, can I just ask one question before we go? Can I just ask, I just want, what, are we all saying Norwich, Watford and Burnley going down? Uh, I think it's Norwich, like, yeah. I think Burnley, if Burnley don't get their striker right. Chris, come on, don't sit on the fence. Give us, give us an answer. Burnley, fingers crossed, Newcastle. And I don't know, I think Norwich after that win... Everton, I think, I think Watford could go in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be <clears throat> Burnley and Norwich. Surprising with that third relegation team, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's... I think Burnley and Norwich should go, um, and I think Newcastle will just stay up because I think they'll do a couple of very big panic buys on, um, on you know, yeah. towards the end, and it will just be enough to scrape them through. I'm hoping for a sixty-five million pound Lingard bid on them. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brentford, like you say, Ben, could be sucked in, but I think at home they'll do well. They'll do oh, well at home. Great. I think form. Great, so we got their next. Lose to Chelsea, so therefore we're even. Um, yeah. yeah, it's always good doing Spurs shows. Obviously, that's what this channel is here for. But it's also really good talking about not just Spurs and then having other other fans on as well and. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely do this again. Maybe, I, I don't know if there's an international break, like five games before the end of the season or, or, or whatever, but certainly a kind of a view at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, and that would be good. Cup, World Cup squad prediction in, in, in before the start of the season as well. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm leaving Kane out. All right, okay. We won't be doing that. I'm busy that day. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's been great having you guys on, as always. We've done this a couple of times now with the, the, you know, the, the preview of the midway season, uh, uh, and then we'll do it, the review of the season, and then a preview next season. And uh, Ben's uh, the, uh, uh, World Cup thing, where I'll, I'll put some voice on that he says Kane is in or something like that. I'll work that out. Um, but yeah, and thanks to Mark as well. Thanks to uh, Stephen. Uh, thanks to Chris as well. So make sure you go in the descriptions after you've hit like, subscribe here. Uh, it all helps the channel. I'm really appreciating everyone who's in the comments. So when you hit the like, 
subscribe go into the comment in the description go on to stevens and uh chris's uh, youtube do the same there and then go and visit mark's uh twitter handle uh which is in the description as well go and see his podcast as well uh, i'll be back on friday uh probably a review on the uh uh leicester game however that's gone and a preview of the chelsea game at the weekend <laughs> i'm assuming these games will happen uh if not i'll have to think of something to talk about but i i'm sure i can manage that but yeah Cheers, guys. Uh, last two standing. Uh, pleasure. And uh, I would say good luck for the rest of the season, but we're in the same kind of boat. So I don't really... I'm not used to being in this boat. What's it like, lads? <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long, I've forgotten. We're taking um, on water, Mike. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Been for years. I'm fine. I've got my own bucket. <laughs> Cheers for everyone who's been on, everyone who's been watching. I'll be back on Friday. Till then, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!